It's an idea as old as society itself, exchanging money for goods and services, like podcasts. So if you want some of that, go to patreon.com slash bmfcast. This week on the BAMFCast, whether we've been naughty or nice is none of your business. None star, we're in. All right, welcome to the BAMFCast. Hey! BAMFCast. Episode 492. Woo! Woo. Woo. Yeah. I like those numbers because they keep going up. Yeah. We stay the same age. I wish. Uh, anyway, ah. I'm Harlow. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. Uh, we are Mackie-less once again, uh, but at least we're here. We are. We have recovered from all of our various illnesses, mm-hmm. um, except Mac. We, I don't have yeah, no he, idea where well, Mackie. We all got over our Mackie-itis. Mackie died. Yeah. He became just the. He took upon all our illnesses at once. We had a Mackieotomy. <laughs> See, I kept my sickness away from you guys. You guys got sick on your own. Oh, I somehow. didn't give him what I had. Mm-mm. I know. I, that's what I'm <laughs> I was sick with my own shit. You all got sick independently. Yeah. Right. With different I, shit. It's amazing. That's true. And Mackie, well, Mackie probably got both of what you had, and now he's dead. Mm-hmm. Yes. Most likely. Hey, but you know what we do? Uh, Each podcast. and every episode of this year, Bamfcast is? Yes. We go and we watch ourselves a quote-unquote bad movie. Then we come in here and talk about it for the first half. Then they get ratings, good, bad movies, enjoyable, bad movies. They get one of five jocks and robot jocks. Robot jocks. Robot jocks. Robot jocks. Indeed. Robot jocks. However, there are bad bad movies. Bad However, however, there are bad bad movies. So stay away. They get a negative slice. Get one of five bags and giant bags of trash. Oh, no. Throw them out. I said giant bags of trash. Garbage <laughs> day. Yeah, garbage day. Right. Indeed. Yeah. That is an accurate description of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Garbage day? Yeah. Every every, every Friday, it's, well, it's I, garbage I, day. Uh, you know, I meant the whole thing, but oh. uh, garbage day is also accurate. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. If you haven't figured that out by uh, saying garbage day several times, it's Christmas. And with Christmas <laughs> comes... Garbage day. <laughs> yeah, it's Christmas. It's a fucking garbage day. Get over it. Yeah. Wow, um, sick bird. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Christmas industry. <laughs> Um, but no, we watched Silent Night, Deadly Night Part Two. Part Two, yeah. Uh huh. We watched. Two. We've watched this in a very strange order. Mm-hmm. We saw Silent Night, Deadly Night Part Four, which yep. is a Sino, a sequel in name only. <laughs> Sino. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do not recall that at all. Eh, it's probably not important. It was about Most sentient likely. worms that uh-huh. Clint Howard had something to do with. They were on rooftops a lot. That's about it. Is there a TV station? Mm. No, I'm gonna look it up. Okay, you guys talk. <laughs> just look it up here. Uh, but yeah, then we, then we watched the first one. I mean, yeah, we last, did last yeah. Christmas. Yeah, we did, and then last we're back Christmas. around with the uh, with the second one. Yeah, yeah, which is a lot of the first one and some more. Oh my god, is it a lot of the first one? Yeah. Would you like a plot it summary is, for this uh, thing? Yeah, oh yeah. yeah oh, okay. All right. You make me do this, so I'm. I know. Just, I'm just doing. You it. Make me do this. <laughs> the now adult Ricky talks to a psychiatrist about how he became a murderer after his brother Billy died, which leads back to Mother Superior. Cool. Yep. Great, great plot summary there. It's, pr- it's, it's pretty accurate. It's accurate. Naughty. Yeah. Um, so, yes, Ricky, who was the baby in the in, left in the car when the parents got murdered, Yep. Uh, who should not remember any of that, Nope. Um, is now grown up as that that I just alluded to, mm-hmm. and the first 
45 minutes to an hour takes place in a psychiatric hospital, like in a room. The first 45 minutes to an hour takes place in the first movie. Right. right. Yes. <laughs> yes. But I mean, it, it's all in the service of like this psychiatrist comes in. We watch a very long, detailed setting up of a reel to reel tape recorder and he begins recording the conversation. And then Ricky proceeds to recount the first movie by showing most of the first movie. Um, yes, I've never seen anything like this before. Yeah, it's it's kind of fascinating, like just how much of the footage of the first movie makes up the footage of this movie. Yeah. Um, but thankfully, between the various scenes as we're jumping from point to point is modern day Ricky uh, punctuating certain scenes with super smarmy dialogue. Now get a load of this, Doc. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's shit like that. Uh-huh. Uh, but then eventually... He gets to the end of the first movie, and then there's nothing left but to begin this movie. Right. Yes. Finally, they they have nothing else to do but make their own movie. Yeah. Which uh, basically concludes. I mean, I'm not going to try to recount the parts of the first movie. No. It's just it's like I said, it's punctuated by him just overacting and hamming the fuck out of his scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, he it he is doesn't a, stop that you know, ever. And, for and the record, there is some new footage intermingled in this. I mean, like it's it's mostly. I'm going to tell the story of what happened to my brother and how we were in an orphanage and how he went crazy and, you know, murder people around Christmas in a Santa costume. Mm-hmm. Uh, then it begins. I'm going to tell you flashbacks of how I ended up here, you know, which is like the second act of that movie of the movie, sort of. I mean, probably a lot more truncated than the retelling of the first movie. Right, this, the sec- the midsection is the Ricky origin story. Right. It It's from the point where Billy died in front of him at the orphanage to... Yeah when he got adopted to when he became his own serial killer. Right. So it's not just like, a, you know, it be, be, ends telling the first movie and then he's out of the hospital and this movie begins. It, it it transitions with, okay, brother died, then I grew up and I got adopted and then slowly but surely I went crazy too. I sure did. And uh, Yeah, I went crazy, you yeah. stupid doctor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yes, I mean, it, we see directly scenes of, of the first movie, him standing over the bloody axe, his brother dying, all of that. Like mm-hmm. I said, we saw that movie. Um, then there's young version of him getting adopted by by two, uh, like a, a couple. Yes. And then a couple like minor weird things happen while he's like the eight year old version of himself. Um, well, he sees some nuns. Yeah, he's out like shopping with his mom and some nuns come walking down the street and he has a little bit of a panic attack. Then it doesn't make much sense. They go into a store and they cover the window with this red cloth. It's an art store. Sure. And they cover up this painting with a piece of red cloth. And he is like, oh, no, Santa's outfit. Blood and Santa. Seizure time. Yeah. And then they immediately take this kid back to the orphanage. They're like, this kid's broken. Yeah. Take him back. (laughs) But the dad's like, nah, he's my boy. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, and then he died. And then five years later, (laughs) he died. Now, what's weird is... There are three actors portraying Ricky in this movie. There's the eight-year-old version of him. There, but then they hire like a middle teenager, different actor for some reason. When this guy could totally pull off, like, yeah, that twenty-year-old mid version could have also been right. the elder. Ver- just, there's just, no reason. I'm just saying it's a, it's a weird thing for like two scenes. There's this like fifteen-year-old version of him, yeah. which do- that age gets a murder in finally. Yeah, he does. Um, yeah. because for, you know, first it's just like. Oh, yeah, my stepdad died, and I was kind of sad, but I was really sad because I figured my, my stepmom was sad. Anyway, I went walking a lot. Yeah. I and then he just ends, he ends, at a, ends up, he says he goes, like, walking out in the middle of nowhere, but we can clearly see they're, they're basically, like, in people's backyards because there's houses, like, right there. Yeah. But there's a couple out there, and very similar to all of the other interactions in this movie, the guy gets rapey, and Ricky sees this, and basically the guy just, like, is just, like, 
whatever. I'm going to go get a beer from the car. This scene is weird because it seems like he <laughs> asks for consent, it does. which she grants. And then he's like, well, fuck it. I'm going to get rapey anyway. Well, well basically, she, he, he goes like, I, I need you to say, yes, I want it. Yeah. And she's like, yes. I do want it, but not actually. Yeah. She just goes into this whole like, you're always grabbing me around your friends and everything. And, I, and I'm not in the mood now. And yeah, and, she says, I want it but, later. <laughs> yeah. Just mm-hmm. later. Just not right, right. now. Please right. stop trying to fuck me right now. Right. Yes. So yeah, that happens. And then he walks away angrily. And this is the first time we realize that Ricky, well, Ricky now has teleportation powers. He does. But so this dude got rapey. In the same way that Santa got rapey with the mother. Right. They, they stage it the exact same way and all the same motions. And Ricky is reacting to it like, oh, God, this is what happened to my mom. Mm-hmm. Except he was a fucking infant in that scene and couldn't see any of this. Yeah. But he's react. He's flashing back to it mm-hmm. as it's happening. I, I I'm filling in the gaps, but I, I get the impression that his brother like told him all this, told him all about well, it. told him the stories of this so many times that you know it's, it's sort of like when your parents tell you stories about you as a baby eventually you think you remember it but you sure. just heard the story so many times sure I, f- I feel like that's that but based on the first movie we saw Billy became an introvert you know like it did Billy like, never talked to his brother in that like, entire that's, first that's movie. what I mean it's like you know we all always saw it was like him you know have uh, you know normal reactions to a horrific thing that happened to him and then being in an orphanage where the mother the, the mother superior is just like no punishment's what's going to get that out of your head not you know psychotherapy right and so he, he just became worse based on that mm-hmm. that's that's the movie that's what the mo- first movie is showing you the main problem i think we determined in the first movie is that you show all this horrific stuff and you put them in this horrible situation when you know even modern day sensibilities of when the movie was new was like get that that kid that boy needs therapy you know like like <laughs> that boy ain't right yeah <laughs> i mean and and you know and, and the main thing is like you know by the end of the movie you have no catharsis because like the person who ultimate not the person that started it because that was an evil guy dressed as a santa but the the person who turned him into a psychopath never gets her comeuppance right and this movie feels like someone went like hey you know the evil nun i never actually got in the first movie that feels i mean spoiler that feels like what they were intending (laughs) i mean you see that in the first (laughs) half of this movie. i mean you know like you feel like that someone just like that was their grand idea for like we got to make a sequel because the evil nun needs to get it in the end but you know they make you dance around all this other bullshit to get there and and then it just doesn't come together you know exciting way anyway they had an idea for a short film basically right (laughs) and then they were like oh god we have to find 45 minutes to pad this out yeah so but yes so he sees this basically teleports like the guy walks by his own jeep from the back where he had a cooler looks in his own side mirror like actually i think he like makes sure the keys are still there or something i don't know he reaches in somehow like reaches in the uh, touches the keys Mm -hmm. i thought he was gonna like take them with him or something or but whatever yeah but then next thing you know uh, Ricky is teleported into the Jeep as he's walked past and then just cranks it up and runs the dude over and then backs up and does it like 10 times. 10 times. Yeah. To which the, the girlfriend comes over and is just like, <laughs> it's the weirdest, most awkward thing because she comes over, you know, like shirt ripped open and all this like, and then just like he gets out of the Jeep and, and they're standing like equidistant from the Jeep on either side of the screen. And she just goes, it's like the good, and the bad, the ugly yeah. here. <laughs> it's just, she's just, just like, thank you. Yeah. And then they just silently walk away. Yeah. And it's like, oh, uh, uh, all right, <laughs> I guess. Well, she refused, refused the naughtiness, so she didn't deserve to be punished. 
Right. I, I know. I just mean the, the exchange that like she was okay with what happened. I'm totally her, okay yeah, with it. Yeah. Like she just like, cool. And then goes about her day. Like, how are you going to explain that when you get back to wherever you live? <laughs> well, who knows what sort of day she went about. She just disappears. It's mm-hmm. true. Yeah. yeah. But when we're done with that version of that, Ricky, uh-huh, yeah. now he's, you know, he's all grown up. Yeah. Um, But what basically uh, the catalyst, like, so the, 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 the trappings of the doctor interviewing him come to a head basically because like they're making progress and he's been telling all the story and he's, he's well whatever you know he's recording all these reels which is funny because like whenever there's a long break between showing you clips of the first movie he's changing a reel on the reel to reel cassette which i was just like oh we got to get to the next reel of the first movie here right. mm-hmm. like tell us what happened in this reel yeah like he's narrating the, it. the flashbacks literally end as the second right. reel starts spinning yep. empty and it's like yeah okay well no more of that yeah uh, but he basically eventually is like, uh, hey, tell me about Jennifer. And Ricky's just like, fuck you. And just goes into this whole other next level thing. Because- well, no, before that is the story of it, it, he, his his he's making fun of the doctor because like, oh, I bet you went to fancy college, blah, blah, blah. Oh, right. Yeah. I couldn't go to college. So I had to get a job. <laughs> and then he's like washing dishes or something. And then there's a there's a, a bookie beating up a guy who's not paying his debts. And then. Ricky comes over and just bumps into him and the guy's like, hey, look, pal. And then Ricky murders him, like flings him, you know, half. He's got serial killer strength because, right. of course, he does. Yeah. And well, his brother had serial killer strength, too. It runs yeah. in the family. And it just you transfers over when, you know, mm-hmm. you say the magic word naughty and yes. then it you become. Yeah. But he yeah. picks up this dude that's basically his, his entire is his height, mm-hmm. flings him against a wall and then. Pins him up against the wall, you know, by his neck. Yeah. Reaches in the garbage and fishes out an umbrella. Mm-hmm. Uh, a nice, you know, long, old, old school one with, you know, pointy in. Yep. It's, <laughs> a good penguin umbrella. Yeah. But he, and so he impales the dude and then opens up the umbrella. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's classic. <laughs> it's kind of great. Classic Ricky. <laughs> yeah. That's my Ricky. Um, Story of Ricky. Yeah. And it's. So, like, the camera, it starts raining, and the camera pushes in on this bloody umbrella, mm-hmm. and then it, it fades to the doctor, who is just drenched in sweat, and he's like, I, I'd yeah. never heard these two stories before. I gotta check my notes. And, and like, r- this is, like, another instance where he, he's, he's panicking, and then looks straight ahead, and Ricky's not there, and he's like, what the shit? And then Ricky just pops up right, right next to him, he's like, hey, doc. <laughs> well, I feel like... Like, uh... the doc's spatial awareness is real strange. There was something to do with Jennifer in there, too, because when he does the pop up on the side by being sweaty, I believe that's when he looks down and sees the notes red car. Oh, that's what it was. He yeah. hadn't told he hadn't told anyone the story of, of murdering the guy in the field at 15. Right. The attempted rapist. Yeah, right. So he told about that murder and yeah. then the bookie murder back to back. He was like, hey, doc, I'm going to blow your mind. I'm going to tell somebody I've never told anybody else. Tells those two stories. Yeah. Yeah. And that's because he because the, the guy's like drenched in sweat and just like scribbling out red car because he just has this line. He's like, red car. Good notes. <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, he like. He's been over smarby overacting this entire time with mm-hmm. all of his little punctuation things, but this is the point where he like really ramps it up. Yeah. Because he's just in the in the doc's face, like, nice notes there, doc. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, this was actually that was actually like all of that overacting was incredibly annoying to me. Like you guys were yucking it up. You guys were having a blast with it. But it just I don't know what it was about it. It just I was grasping at straws like, for something in this movie. Inconsequential and I just like that every annoyed. line read was like a drunken Shatner. It was just yeah. 
<laughs> it was just like nice notes. I was like, <laughs> okay, fine, whatever, dude. Like, I, I just like that every choice this guy makes is wrong. Yes, that's true. <laughs> but like, I admire that kind of acting. This is right at the point where it started. Either I broke or it started to actually get good. The the overacting because it finally started to make me chuckle <laughs> at about this point. Well, it just kept getting more and more absurd. Well, like I yeah. said, just the teleportation because like the doc comes to his. <laughs> it's even better how it's framed because the doc comes to his senses with all the yeah. you know sweat on his face and. I, they they seem like they keep wanting to establish some certain themes in this movie, but they're so lazy with their filmmaking that they didn't bother <laughs> because they he pulls out a handkerchief and like dabs at his forehead and it's got a mono, it's like monogram with a red R or something whatever is is the doctor no, that was that was the bookie who did that the bookie had a big red the doc had no, no the, the doc, bookie had a big red handkerchief but yeah. the doc had a white handkerchief with a red, with monogram. A red b oh, okay. yeah whatever his name was it's a yeah. it's monogram but it's red cuz like he looks at it Billy. like dabs at his sweat and then looks at the red and then like quickly folds it up yeah. like like red is going to set ricky off he knows that red's dude's trigger yeah like a bull he knows <laughs> he knows but it's a, so that's the thing is like he he's he notices the red folds up the handkerchief and like notices like oh shit i've got lost in taking notes or whatever where's ricky and ricky does that like pop up like <laughs> Right, right, like, yeah, side by, right next to his face, like, yeah. good notes, Doc. It's like a fucking Muppet. Alien face. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's it's kind of great. And then he asks him to tell the story of Jennifer, right. which that's where he gets really angry about it. And then he's just, basically, he's just like, I never want anything to happen to Jennifer. And starts in the flashback again. And it's basically just like, I literally bumped into her, which he was like, like pushing his bike out of a, a parking spot. She's trying to pull in and just taps his bike. And and then makes him he just falls over like the most like stupid and, and he falls over like it's an insurance scam. Yeah, <laughs> it's like kind yes. of yes. I'm dead, and she just gets out and is like, "Oh, you." Yeah. And he's <laughs> like, "Oh, wait, you're hot." Because the movie actually plays sexy sax when she gets out because she has legs, you know, because legs means oh my god, hot lady. But she's kind of hot. Yeah, um, gams. But yeah, she gets yeah <laughs> nice gams. It's French for legs. nice getaway sticks there. But they uh they just ride through the the hills for a while. Yeah, and they they end up rain. somewhere. They purple rain for a bit and yeah, uh, they fuck. Yeah, they fuck. There's some tasteful side boob. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's just like, all right, let's go on a date. And well, he part of his smarmy voiceover says she was my first. But I found out she wasn't. I wasn't hers. And that's bad. Yeah. yeah. It's like, all right, guy. Mm-hmm. But then they're like, and then we went to the movies. <laughs> yeah. And they go to the movies to watch a fucking movie about a murdering Santa, which is just footage from the first movie. Yep. It's mm-hmm. the footage of the Santa committing the robbery and everything. Okay. There's a lot of good stuff in this scene. One of the best things about it is how it starts because it's just a narrator narrating chaos the movie. It's literally called chaos the movie mm-hmm. and it's just describing every action thing that you would want in a movie. And he's like, hey, yeah. And she's like, oh, don't tell me you like this kind of stuff. And he's like, ah, all right. <laughs> yeah, but that's what's weird is like that's an actual attitude for people with that are that are i wouldn't even say they're movie fans because like there are some people that are just genre fans mm-hmm. like they don't like movies in general yeah they just like certain genres right but i i swear to god that is actually a thing that i could imagine somebody not just a woman but somebody actually saying like oh sure that like 
a guy's like watching an action movie like fuck yeah you can't want to watch this movie and, and you're literally about to watch sit and watch a horror movie with just as much violence and other bullshit yeah and then going like i can't believe you like that it's like yeah. the fuck are you talking about we're about to watch people get stabbed and- yeah they weren't <laughs> seated for out of africa <laughs> right it- yeah yeah <laughs> the fucking you know bambi or something but shit. she acts like oh, you like this and he's like yeah we're yeah. about to watch the same movie. <laughs> different motivation. Why did you come here with me? Why did you agree to go to Chaos, the murder, stabby Santa movie? Oh, right? no, Chaos was a preview. For, yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah, 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 because yeah. there's a dude in the back row who's just like, come on, play the movie. This that's is right, bullshit. Right. It's so but why did you agree to come watch the murder Santa movie with me if you didn't like some of the other stuff in yeah. the murder hobo genre? Yeah. Like, well, I like murder, but I don't like car stunts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> car stunts are for children. I don't know. Their relationship is not well thought out. No, because it's not. She's going to be dead soon. But, but. yes, there there is a, a dumb heckler in the back row mm-hmm. who has a non-SAG carrying friend yeah. who kind of looks like Jeff Foxworthy, I believe bit. we all came across. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this guy he is slunk down in his seat like, I can't uh, believe I'm sitting next to this guy. Yeah. And the other guy is just like, <laughs> movie and like flinging handfuls of popcorn in the air, trying to catch it all with his mouth and mm-hmm. just being an ass. And. You know, Ricky's like eh, naughty, and then vanishes. Well, first they <laughs> they start to make out first, right? Because then the guy's like, "Oh, you're gonna make out with her," you know, like that. Yeah. <laughs> and then eventually he, you know, he he watches the murdering sand on the screen for a minute, and then is like steps into, you know, murder mode. Well, he he's like, "What is this movie even about?" And she's like, "It's about him, Santa Claus, who murders people." And he's like, "What?" <laughs> you can just see him like break, like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But he gets up and eventually murders that guy by teleporting into the spot that his silent Jeff Foxworthy friend was in. Right. Did he teleport onto him? Yeah. He, well, he's just. He, it's like they do this like back and forth camera thing where you're watching the the goofy Matt Dillon looking motherfucker <laughs> like you know cause a ruckus and then like he's panning over to the guy just like oh god why am I friends with this asshole yeah please and, shut up guy. and then like you know it's the old like rule of thirds because on the third pan over it's Ricky you sit there instead and he's just like shh and then like goes into immediate murder mode which we don't don't really see we just see this is just a comedy bit because yeah. they just go yeah. to the floor and it's just legs and popcorn yeah yeah because then meanwhile what's her face is Ch- chip is showing up behind yeah. uh, jennifer she's just chilling watching this movie and all of a sudden fucking this guy named chip just pops up behind her fucking douchebag just yeah. like hey it's you i remember you yeah i've been waiting on you why have you returning my calls never mind this theater has like seven seats in it and there's nowhere for chip to have been he literally just emerges like you know chris elliott guy under the seats comes out and is just like hey lady i remember lady you we used to do stuff with your lady parts and she's like shut the hell up you she says three things you 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 something you lied to me you you cheated on me you stood me up you cheated on me you ruined my sweater Like, oh yeah, ruined yeah. my sweater. And yeah, we're like, what that. happened? Yeah. <laughs> that escalated to that. <laughs> it must have been like he must have just a fucking shit in it or something. <laughs> like, I think hey. someone shit on the sweaters. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Chip! <laughs> Chip shit on the sweaters again. <laughs> fucking Chip, man. Uh, but finally, he's, he's a real just like. Chiphead. It's forever. He's just like, hey, remember that time we boned? And she's like, shut up. And, and then like, he like looks over and is like his actual date. So I, I think Chip just walked into the theater and saw Jennifer because his date is standing in the aisle like, uh, excuse me. The fuck are you doing? <laughs> Chip. And she's, he's just like, oh, yeah, her or whatever. Yeah, yeah. she's not. Very She'll patient. do until you're ready. She'll keep me in shape. Anyway, bye. Yeah. And then like, like he walks away and then Ricky is magically teleported into the seat on the opposite side of her. Which I don't think is a seat. No, huh? <laughs> I think she was sitting on the end of the I, aisle. No, 
he's, he's in a seat. It's well, just like he was on, he was to her her right, you know, left on on screen. It's insane. But he, <laughs> you know, and again, it just pans over, and he's just sitting there, and she's like, "Oh, you're back." Yeah, yeah. We should go. Like you know. And yeah. he's like, no, I'm kind of into this movie. Yeah, now. I like this movie. And then we're done with that scene. Right. But then they're just walking down the street like the next day, talking about like, oh, I don't know, maybe we'll go shopping on my bike. And then they they <laughs> run into Chip working on his on his Stang. Chip Stang. <laughs> yeah, the Chip Stang. Yeah, Chip Stangs. And he's like, hey, you remember that time we fucked? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And she's well, like, stop it. <laughs> and this this just leads to Chip getting murdered. Uh, yeah, with, with a jumper cable. <laughs> Yeah, he, uh, yes, I don't know what he was doing, but he had active jumper cables or, or battery charger, really. I mean, because mm-hmm. it wasn't, there's no other car. Yeah. Um, but he's got active, like, battery charger on his car doing something. And then, yeah, of course, Ricky just gets it, shoves it in the dude's mouth, and then eventually, like, kind oh. of explodes his, his brain inside of his him. His eye pops through his glasses. Right. Uh, something ha- it's weird yeah and his face <laughs> he becomes a chip off the old engine block right. his face happens to quit being a face yes yeah and jennifer's like i don't like you anymore well, she's just like you murdered him <laughs> yeah i don't well, you're crazy i don't want to be by you anymore and then he just breaks off the radio antenna and strangles her right which at she sees him do that and oh, she, she she makes yeah. a comical gulp sound and then goes oh no oh, no <laughs> but she's like Oh no! You murdered him. You're terrible. And he's like, "That's rude. I'm gonna kill you for <laughs> well, that." Well, he does the naughty, and then she's yeah. like, "Gulp! Yeah. Oh no!" Because she Gulp. slept with Chip. Mm-hmm. And then there's a parked security guard, a fucking Barney Fife security guard there, who also has teleportation powers because yeah. he just appears out of nowhere. Yeah. It's not like he's his... parked immediately behind Chip. Hasn't arrived. He was there the whole time, and was he's he? just. It seemed like it. There was no car arriving. It would have been more confusing had a car arrived out of nowhere, I think. I guess. But he's just like, hey. We would have needed to see the first film where that car <laughs> <Right>. appeared. <laughs> he's just like, hey, nip this in the bud. Come on. I got my gun. You're going to put these cuffs on. And then Ricky's just like, nah, my gun. And <laughs> shoots him in the forehead. He, he doesn't I, even take the gun away. He just, yeah, like, he just turns, turns it around. Yeah, yeah. He just turns it back on him and yeah. and, and that guy kind of does face. a comical like blink, blink, Ooh. blink and... Yeah, sink but, down to the ground right, but now he's got a gun and he just realizes like oh this is the greatest day of my life <laughs> yeah all that serial killing is is hard this makes it easy mm-hmm. i have a gun now and he just walks through town murdering indiscriminately it's just the suburb street of just people coming out of their houses like, like one guy's like just a football jersey like hey what's going on with the noise over there blam <laughs> yeah. and then cut to the most infamous scene of the movie right because a guy is dragging his old school metal trash can down to the curb mm-hmm. and then ricky's just standing there and gives the infamous like garbage day <laughs> and shoots this guy through the garbage can yep uh i believe he takes a, a brief break from murdering because a little girl rides up on mm-hmm. her on her tricycle or whatever yeah who has she not rides, seen any of these murders <laughs> and she rides directly into his legs right right and she's like she looks up and goes i'm sorry sir. excuse me yeah 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 and, and he's he like says, no oh, it's okay yeah and anyway. lets her go on her way. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> yeah. And now he's just randomly cackling as he's walking down the street. Well, there's one more like murder. It's like a guy is just driving his car down right. the street. And yes, but he's still cackling, just walking down the street. But it's just some dude's coming at him in a car and he just shoots at him through the window like three times and mm-hmm. eventually makes the car. I guess he hits the guy. Car swerves and catches on fire because that's what you do. Well, he the, the car hits just a construction pile of dirt, which mm-hmm. is on every street, as you know. Yep. Uh, and. So they've got the stuntman Ricky standing right there, and this car comes super dangerously close to clipping that guy, mm-hmm. but then just you know flips over and then rolls over and then explodes. Yep. 
and he just he wa- he walks down this hill like man this is the greatest day of my life yeah he's just cackling some more and yeah. all that and eventually just again teleportation powers he just he walks across the screen as we realize there are cops in like a roadblock formation mm-hmm. there and they're all just like gun down buddy Put the gun down don't he, make he us just, do it he slowly very slowly like cocks it and raises it and they're like don't do it man and then he puts it in his own donut <laughs> and they switch to like no man it's, it's not worth it don't do it you got so much to live for dude what do you do it's like what the, the christmas fuck, comes cops? every year man come on <laughs> it's like, like no just let him do it but they do let him do it, but there's no more bullets in the gun. Yeah. The movie actually accurately did that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he used the right amount of bullets. Yeah, and then it's just cut back to he's back in, in the room, and he's just like, ah, I'm a stupid kid. I uh, Dumb mistake. I yeah. was out of bullets. And then basically it's just he's monologuing for a minute, you know, dramatically leaning against the wall and acting, and then we realize like the at this point the shrink's dead. Mm-hmm. It just cuts over, and he strangled him with like a belt or something, and yeah. he basically just walks out of the room. He does, and you just hear the people in the hallway go, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> And then, d- fuck it, he got out. Mm-hmm. I think, I want to say, does he just murder, like, does he murder any more random people? I think he, I think he does, like. Uh, no, he just goes straight to Mother Superior's house, doesn't was he? It? I thought he, I thought he stopped for, like, one more random Oh, wait, no, murder. he kills the Salvation Army Santa to get the Santa outfit. Oh, yep, yep. Yeah. But that happens off camera. Right. Yeah, so, we yeah, just... yeah, the murder happens off camera. Like, it's, like, slowly panning towards you can hear the guy say hey santa wants you get, wants you to give a buck for <laughs> cripple kids or whatever and um by the time it makes it to the little salvation army bucket uh it's already disheveled and mm-hmm. he's been murdered and we hear off screen um like a phone booth yeah. do its opening and closing and then he calls mother superior he calls mm-hmm. mother superior and just says, what does he say? He's just like Mother Superior. Yeah, Santa's back. Santa's back, and That's she's right. like, "Hey, who's this?" He's like, "Click," and yeah. you know, twelve dollars <laughs> and change processes through the phone. Right. Mm-hmm. She was long distance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, wherever she was, he just walks there. <laughs> well, I mean, all right. Before that, because we see her hang up the phone. All right, so there are a couple people that are same characters from the first movie, not mm-hmm. same actors, because mm-hmm. we have established. Because remember, there was the good nun. Uh, Sister Margaret, I believe Mary. her name was Mary. Mary, Mary? okay, sure. Sister Mary. Um, so it was like the one who was like basically going like you know therapy, not punishment, and you know all of that stuff. Right. So she's there, obviously not the same actress, but there's a scene. She she's basically the one that organized him getting into the foster family that he grew up with, basically. But mm-hmm. so when they take the when they try to take the defective kid back, she's shown like in a long shot, and and we were like, oh, that's how you get around when not having the same actress. Yeah. But then they like later she's in full frame, and it's like okay, so much for that theory. You know, mm-hmm. that she was just gonna make a cameo, different actress. The way they've got around the mother superior not being the same person is they offhandedly say like she had a stroke she or had something. A stroke. But then they cut to her and she's got the plague on yeah. half her face. Yep. Yeah, she's. Uh bubonic plague has gotten half her face yeah she yeah. had a stroke of luck and that she <laughs> she happened st- to be the kind of lucky where you get the plague she got stroked by a rat <laughs> yes. yep yeah. that's what they meant yeah yeah so she's just got you know half her face is yeah. bu- bubonic yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. some of that bubonic chronic michael bubonic yeah, the season for <laughs> mikey bubbles yeah yeah but it's just her like hanging out in her place like uh, oh she's, no she's yelling at some kids outside or playing the fucking hopscotch like fucking rap scallions do right on christmas eve and she's like hey kids you go to bed oh, she doesn't even yell at she's just she's just like kids should be in bed yeah. she's just going back in her old like you know discipline right. and then she like turns on the tv and it's the christmas parade and she's like ah it's the devil's work never mind 
Her address is 666-whatever-the-fuck Main Street. That's a weird name of the street, man. <laughs> I'm just saying. She lives in six... The house number is 666. And she's, like, watching a Christmas parade. Like, the fucking devils did yeah. this. Look at those fucking ice skaters and shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Mother Superior is saying fucking every other word. They've taken the reason for the season yeah. out. Yeah. Look at these snowmen <laughs> dancing around. these fucking snowmen dancing fucking around on the fucking Jesus street. would kill you. Jesus would fuck you up. <laughs> You'd be Nazarect. <laughs> rub my plague face uh, on you. That's such a good portmanteau. I am now Nazarect myself. <laughs> Nazarect? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you better Nazarect yourself next time. Yeah. But yeah, Ricky just shows up. He's like, I'm uh, here. He, he axes the door a couple questions mm-hmm. and then opens it. Yeah. And then it just it becomes the weirdest thing ever because... <laughs> She, I mean, it's like, a low speed chase. Yeah, I mean she's she's confined to a wheelchair, right? Upstairs, right? Upstairs, yeah, she's yeah. upstairs. And so she's just slowly trying to lock doors slash ram the doors with her wheelchair and yeah. and barricade them, mm-hmm. um, which just becomes a series of like he axes a, a small hole through the door and so he can peek in and then, like menace her. Yeah, while she is trying to like get her keys because it's one of those kind of it's one of those like I'm going to die in my house kind of locks yeah. because it's you know key locked <laughs> yeah. on either side right um, which, every door yeah I mean fuck people like do you just like burning alive I mean I, I, people. I, I, I'm sorry I'm just like I'm, I, designs like that 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 was ever a fucking thing ever in the history of ever it's like and then you're like oh three people died in the house it's like fuck you of course they did <laughs> yeah. well like my <laughs> Interior doors, it's especially weird to have a double, yes. like a double key. Yeah. No, no, my, no deadbolt should ever be double keyed. Well, there, okay. There's not a All reason. All right. My back door mm-hmm. has a window. Okay. And so if you don't double key the deadbolt, somebody could just punch in and open, unlock the sure. deadbolt. So, I mean, this was her fucking bedroom door. Yes. I'm just I mean, it had a window after he axed it. At the end of the day, I <laughs> yeah. mean, if you put a window on a door, you're, the locks are just for to keep honest people honest at that point anyway. It, if we, if we want to go that far, like yeah. all locks are just to keep honest, honest people right, honest. Exactly. But exactly. A double, a double key door is just asking to be burned alive. Really? Yes. Anyway, or but, I'm going to just axed. I'm just going to karate kick out my window sure. if I ever run into She's that not situation. karate kicking shit. Well, no. <laughs> no. Um, she's she's barely pl- kicking. She has the plague. Yeah. <laughs> you can't. Yeah. You can't. A touch of the plague. Right. Um, but anyway, it just becomes like, okay, she goes out some other door, which leads to another bedroom. He gets angry at the TV because it's talking about Christmas and Santa and shit. So he acts as the TV and she just is like slowly <laughs> rolling down the, the uh, <laughs> stairwell or the hallway trying yeah. to get to the stairs, which they don't do a very good job establishing, but I assume she has a chairlift on, on the on the stairs because she has a wheelchair upstairs. <laughs> because <laughs> finally, he just kind of catches up to her and is like, "Where are you going?" And like hanging onto her wheelchair, and then she's just like, "Fucking yeah, action, ro- yeah, fucking action roll <laughs> yeah. down the stairs." Yep. Hey, what's black, white, and black, and 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 white? What a nun rolling down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> I- you could have done a little bit better job selling the reselling. You it. didn't sell it at all. I, 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 was, I was trying, but you went, ha-ha, before I had a chance. He said this while we were watching the movie. This is yeah. why we're not I'd heard reacting. this joke before. Yeah. They both, they both Sorry. laughed. I'm not a good actor. Yes. <laughs> Just so you know. I'm like laughed. Ricky. I'm not a good actor. <laughs> they laughed up Rory. Uproarious. It's the judicial system. 
they laughed uproariously. We did. Yes, it was a was very good studio job. It was when we were watching fucking the movie. Great. Mm-hmm. I hope you enjoyed it as well, listeners at home. <laughs> yeah, just insert your own laughter there. You don't need us. Which not, they did. We're not the fucking Big Bang Theory. You're just fucking laugh for yourself. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry I provide that <laughs> laugh track, but... Yeah. Anyway, anyway she, she rolls down the stairs and immediately like crawls into downstairs wheelchair. She's got a bonus wheelchair yeah, and, and she just wheels away in, that. away in that. <laughs> and eventually just like gets to the kitchen, like grabs a butcher knife and then goes into like the dining room and just locks the door and is like, fucking come and get me, Ricky. Come at me, yeah, Ricky. Fucking come at me, Ricky. Let's <laughs> <laughs> do this. Am I going to have to stab a bitch? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but she's very superior. You're going to have to cut a bitch. She says, come and face me. Like, yeah. She's like, yeah. 1v1 me, bro. Yeah. Let's dance. Yeah. Come yeah. get your punishment. <laughs> I'll teabag You've your fucking naughty. drum set. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you better not. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, she's, she's like, stop being a pussy like your brother and yeah. come face me. Yeah. <laughs> and he does. And Fight me. We don't see it. <laughs> Meet but... me in Temecula 20 minutes if you want an ass kicking. <laughs> we don't see it, but... He murders her and chops her head off, and yeah. then and then places it places back. her back at the table with her head reattached, yeah. so that Mother Mary comes to her. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking yeah. words of wisdom, yeah. uh, not really. She just kind of went, "Oh fuck!" Yeah. Right. <laughs> but she's brought cops, sure. and um, they bust in, and she's just like, "Hey, Mother Superior, Mother Superior, did you jump the gun?" And <laughs> and yeah. uh, shakes her, and her head falls off, and then that's when she's just like, "Ah oh, fuck!" It just yeah. falls over. <laughs> And and Ricky's like <laughs> Ricky's like ha I'm here and the cops like I have bullets blam 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 yeah pretty much yeah. and uh, he yeah. Yeah, Ricky, dies out Ricky. the door but when he hears Mary scream it's because she's like well, she the cop w- wakes up like hey it's all over and she's like she's passed out like eye level she's with still, the yeah, face to head. face yeah. with <laughs> mother superior's head and so she starts screaming again and this wakes Ricky up he's like ha yeah yep <laughs> your screams fuel me yep and the movie's over yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> uh, what a thing. Yep. What a weird ass thing. Mm-hmm. It is unlike any other movie. <laughs> uh, I will go ahead and go with a rating. All right, sir. All right. Hear me out on this. I'm listening. Uh, I don't remember what I rated the first one. Probably not great because I seem to remember just being very annoyed by it in general. Okay. Uh, Are you looking? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll get there. Uh, I have a guess. I went too far. Stand by. Okay. Uh, you gave it Ajox. 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 Okay. I I think there was enough dumb that maybe I enjoyed some of it, but I'm going to give this three jocks. Shit. Oh, and, I thought you were going to give it four. And hear, hear me out on this. I'm listening. Don't watch the first one. Just watch this. <laughs> this, is, this is all the things you want from the first one, except for like hanging out for an extended period of time in the toy store. It does cut with, all the good toys. You know, the, all the 1984 toys that yeah. for us were just like, oh, that was awesome. That was awesome. Oh, there's a sh- shit trash bag. I, I feel like we talked about the shit trash bag co- uh, Halloween costumes for a really long time last time we did this. <laughs> I feel like we did. because yeah. we all had shitty trash bag yeah. costumes. Yeah. Um, but with I'm that saying one like, atom thick rubber band that always I, broke. This is my this is exactly my kind of bad dumb. It's baffling. It is baffling that there is like 40 minutes of footage from, from the first movie. Yeah. I'm saying if you want to be judicious with your time, just watch this one. Sure. There's there's more good to be had in the first one, obviously, because I liked it a little bit. Mm-hmm. But you're going to get basically what you need just by watching this one. And you get Ricky bad acting and all of that. And <laughs> I I don't know. I was on board with this. Okay. Uh, I was not. Okay. On board with it. I don't think it's as good as the first one, even though I, I really kinda don't like the first one. I gave it I gave the first one two jocks. Uh because it was it was a, a a real dumb time plus all the toy store stuff. 
I can give this one jocks, but with a caveat. You cannot watch the two movies back to back. You will lose your goddamn mind. Oh, sure, oh for sure. sure. Yeah. And I believe that's what I did originally when I watched these way back in high school was that I was just marathoning them and was like, OK, time for the second one. Wait, what the shit? You can't do that. You got to do like what with we did uh, and and wait a year. <laughs> Because it actually gave us time to throw some new jokes into the oh, yeah. forty-five minutes of of, re- of footage from the first film. I don't remember a single good one that I made. Now yeah, there yeah. were a couple where I was like, "You should have saved, said that last year." But mm. um, yeah, it, it, I, I recommend it, but you you simply cannot watch it back to back with the first one. And really, the only reason I recommend it is because the lead actor is so bad. Oh, that's I, that's, I, I remember the one. I I remember the one I I liked the most. Yeah. Is uh oh the the, the yeah because the 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 one dude decides to fight him with the uh, fireplace poker yeah and then gets it turned around on him and, and murdered with it I believe uh-huh. yep and I was just going fa la 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 because it's this poker face mm-hmm. yep <laughs> yeah, I remember that yeah, yeah. yes good yeah. job um I mean it's not a good movie it it's a it's a bad movie but a good bad movie an enjoyable bad movie it, it's in one to five. <sighs> jocks after robot jocks after the first 45 minutes is over it's an enjoyable short film mm-hmm. about whatever the fuck it's just a guy growing up and then he has one real bad day on the street and <laughs> then he has to go kill a nun and to make that the 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 climax of your movie to just kill this evil fuck that's who gives a shit like no slasher movie is about that no slasher movie is about hey go kill the person who made you evil you know, unless yeah. we're talking Frankenstein or something like that. Um, That's Frankenstein's monster. No, it's Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yo, Frankenstein. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yo, Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yes, watch it. But take a year between the first and the second one, because the first 45 minutes of this is the first film over again. Mm-hmm. Huh. I'm I am confused as to where to put this, because the abysmal choice to replay the first movie in five minute vignettes for 45 fucking minutes is incredibly annoying. You guys had some fun with it, but I was just sitting there like, fuck it. I, I know I forget movies pretty easily, but I've seen all of this before. Yeah. And I didn't need to see it again. I especially didn't need to see exactly this. Like, I don't know. The sledding stuff was still pretty good. Yeah. 30 year old sledders be like, hey, sledder punks. Yeah, but I mean, seen it already. I know. Um, so I almost want to rate this in two chunks. Like, I would like to give the first half of this movie, uh, we watch a film and we talk about it. No, wait. Um, the first half of this movie, like, I'd like to give it like two bags because it annoys the shit out of me mm-hmm. to go through this again. And the overacting shtick doesn't really catch on, at least for me, until after we get past that, after the second reel. Like, yes, if, literally. If, yeah. I think it took him getting his teleportation powers before you enjoyed his bad acting yeah, as well. Because he popped up and went, what? Or whatever. <laughs> hey, Doc. Hey, Doc. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> like, after the second reel, you you don't have to be interrupted. Like, you get this bad acting back to back to back to back to back to back to back. And it's a really 
strange, wacky, serial killer-y slasher movie from there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not real good, but it's funny. <laughs> um, so the second half, I would give like probably two jocks, maybe three. So I guess that means I land at one jocks overall because um, the the ending, they don't set it up to be satisfying in any way because there's no... There's no hero of this movie. No. Um, like, the the doctor you think might be the hero at first, but he gets murdered, you know, shortly after, not too long after the second reel. Um, anybody else who's good in this movie just gets murdered off. Um, and they don't even really bother trying to actually set somebody up as, like, the hero after the doctor goes away. Um, and the nun was fucking evil. She was a mean old bitch, um, in the first movie. And then she's still a mean old bitch in this movie. And yeah, it's great that the mean old bitch that created the murderer gets murdered. Um, getting murdered is getting murdered by, uh, is when you get murdered by the person who made you. a Oh, okay. It's very very specific use. Yeah. 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 Making a a murderer. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I get it. A murderer, yeah. a murderer, a murderer is a person who murders the person that made them a murderer. It's complicated, but if you follow along, if you just listen and and relax, you'll understand. Yeah, just so listen, <laughs> listen. Um. So yeah, the the old cranky bitch mother superior nun gets murdered. Um, but I don't know who gives a shit <laughs> kind of yeah. at yeah. the end. Um. I feel like that's one thing that's kind of fascinating about both these movies is, like you said, they don't. They're like, hey, structure of a of a story. Forget all that. Mm-hmm. We're not going to do any of that. Both of these yeah. movies, and that's really strange. Like, I mean, there's there's almost a little merit for a story not ending in a typical manner, but everything else is kind of tropey slashery. Might as well just make a hero and have them, you know, find a hero and have them kill this dude. It's just, yeah, yeah, kind of, kind of falls apart there at the end. But that like from, from second reel all the way up until, uh, until just after mother superior basically calls him a bitch, uh, (laughs) (laughs) sends him a message over Xbox one that says, you know, or Xbox Live that says, Haha, you pussy, 1v1 me. Um, get good. Get good, scrub. <laughs> uh, that part is, yeah, it's probably three jocks. So it feels like the longest I've ever debated a movie recommendation, but I think I'm going to settle on one jocks, which means it is a recommendation. It might be a two jocks movie if I hadn't already had to sit through Silent Night, Deadly Night, the first. Okay, word. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Well, let's not stick to this half anymore. Let's go take a break. Yeah, the second half. Yeah, a, a, a filled break. second half. Yeah, break. we have so many movies to talk about. Oh my god, one hundred movies. Welcome back. Hey, hey Bamcast. Yeah. Second half. 
Second half number time. two. Bear, bear. All right. Whew. Who has watched a recent movie? Uh, uh, all of us? I have. Yeah. You went to the theater. If mm-hmm. you're listening to this on Friday, none of us have seen Rise of Skywalker as of this recording. Right. Correct. So, so shut up. We'll let you know. <laughs> we'll let, you will hear from us one day. <laughs> one day. So I guess I've I've actually seen the most recent movie. Yeah. Oh, I think so. Yeah. All right. Um, I was not prepared for this. I never never am when this happens. Uh, I saw Knives Out. Mm-hmm. Um, in the theater. Speaking of Star Wars, director of the Last Jedi. Oh right, yeah. Oh. Okay. Ryan, is it Ryan Johnson? Yes. Yeah. Um, Green. <laughs> what is that? No, it's Ryan. Okay. It's just spelled. I, I don't. Dumb. I don't know. It's yeah. I thought I was pronouncing it right. I. It's anyway. actually <laughs> Yeah, it's Ryan Johannesson. Knives Out, starring James Bond and some other people that you will recognize. James Bond, Captain America. I don't remember who else is Don Johnson. Don Johnson. Yeah. So Crockett. 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 Davy Crockett. I think that was his name on the show. Yes, Davy. Yes. Uh, his name was Crockett Tubbs, actually. <laughs> yes. Okay. Detective oh, oh. Crockett Tubbs. Yeah, Detective it's, Crockett it's Tubbs. that guy, Holland Oates. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've heard the movie described it, as a 21st century clue. I, I was thinking about that earlier today, which is why your comment kind of took me aback. Um, I didn't, because I didn't hear anybody else saying that. Okay. Um, it is more Sherlock Holmes, the books. Not the not the RDJ movies, because those are like those are like action movies with you know. Oh, RDJ! I thought you were talking. About, I'm RDJ. I'm an RD guy, and my name's oh, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, it's more like not like Sir Arthur Arthur Conan Doyle Sherlock Holmes right. than uh, Robert Downey Jr. So Sherlock like punching Holmes. robots and shit. Right. Okay. Um, so I feel like it's more of a more of a Sherlock Holmes story than Clue, but I can see where the where the comparison would make because there's some a little over the some sort of over the topness, um, and it's a you know it's a bunch of people trying to figure out this you know this mystery, uh, but I really enjoyed it. Like as ridiculous as um, Daniel Craig's accent is, and mm-hmm. it is ridiculous it is absurd um he sticks with it Mm -hmm. and it is kind of charming and funny like it's over the top it's too much but it fits right in it just after the initial shock of hearing him speak the first time it's just amusing um and is it Anna de Armas? Is that who plays the? No, it's not. She, she's in the movie. Is that? Yeah, that's. <laughs> Dude, I don't. It, I can never tell who. If you could, if you put a thousand, well, it doesn't matter how many people you put in a picture, more than one. Um, <laughs> I would never be able to pick out Anna de Armas. I don't know what it is about her. She just blends into me. Yeah, Uh, she's the other kind of like main character. Um, Her performance is really good. I just face face blind blind. blind with her. (laughs) Yeah, face blind when it comes to her. Um, But 
That's not what a Paul Rudd looks like. <laughs> Who knows what Paul Rudd looks like? I don't anymore. Uh, I've never seen the guy. Um, but, yeah, it's it's really enjoyable. There's a lot of good character work in there. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis is amusing as shit. Um, yeah, I, I, I did not know the depth that the cast went. It's yeah. It's kind of crazy. I didn't either. I just knew... All I really knew going in was to expect um, a weird accent out of Daniel Craig. And boy, you get that in in spades. Um, honestly, I want more. They set him up as kind of like a, a, a known person in this world. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying not to give too much away. Uh, so they set him up as a known person in this world and um, like mildly famous. <clears throat> I want more movies about this guy. Okay. Like, I want to see Daniel... Like, I don't want Daniel Craig to have to be, like, pigeonholed into another several series role, you know, or several movie role. Mm -hmm. But I want to see, like... Like, I'd even take an hour HBO show that was The Adventures of Benoit Blanc. Okay. Or Benoit. I don't remember how they pronounce it. Benoit. Yeah, Benoit. Benoit Blanc. Uh Uh-huh. I'd watch... 10 episodes of this easily like if it was sir arthur arthur conan doyle's adventures of uh benoit blank or something like that i would watch that okay 100 percent. chris evans michael shannon lakeith sanfield is oh. excellent oh. um christopher Plummer is very good damn yeah it's just it just goes tony collette tony collette she's wow. she's talented <laughs> she is <laughs> Uh, Frank Oz is in this movie. Hell yeah. So uh, <laughs> keep a lookout for Frank Oz in, in this movie. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's it's surprisingly good. I had no idea what to expect when I went in and I loved it. I don't, you don't need to see it in theaters, although I would, because I like it so much, mm-hmm. I would like you to see it in theaters if it's still there so that it gets, you know, the support and or recognition that it deserves. And that's it. That's all I'm going to say about that because I've talked too much already. Thank you for your time. No problem. Yep, You're welcome. This concludes my part of the second half. Well, there'll be parts you can jump in here. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Mm -hmm. I watched like 18 Disney movies also. Okay. Yeah. Did you watch Gus again? No, I did not watch (laughs) Gus again. (laughs) Oh, wait, there's a sequel? Yeah. <laughs> Gus again. Gus, again. Gus is back. Yeah. You Gus, Gus who? Wrong. Yeah, Gus who. <laughs> Gus who's coming to dinner. Yeah. Uh. yeah. Outstanding. Harlow, what you uh, got? I, man, I've seen several movies. I, I, I think I'll, I'll start with a Brad Pitt double feature. Okay. Because he's been in two fairly big movies of the year. Uh-huh. Um, one of them I'll go ahead and start. I, I, I finally saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay. Uh, it was discussed on here some time back. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Yeah, I I don't think I like Tarantino movies anymore. Like I any like, of them, or you don't like what he's been producing lately? Well, I mean, no, I mean, I mean, like the the yes, and like when they it fell went, off a cliff. Yes, like okay. I mean, okay. I, I feel like right. we've been leading to this, and I'm just like I'm finally like not on board. I mean, granted, it's really it's really only two movies in a row now. I mm-hmm. just have not cared for like really at all. Okay, what and, was the last one? Uh, Hateful Eight. Okay, yeah, I yeah. Didn't see that. Um. I mean, before that, I think Django was before that, right? Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, I I like Django a lot. Um, so I'm I'm 
I'm still okay with it up to that point. There, there are parts in Django that are not great, like his cameo and stuff. Um, <laughs> but like by and large, I still like the movie. Um, this is just, it's a strange thing to say because I mean, if if you think about it, no movie needs to exist. But I feel like, I feel like his last two movies have not had a reason to exist, like even in the slightest. Um, Hateful Eight just felt like one of those movies where let's get a bunch of famous people together say they'll say some dialogue and then it's over it's like nothing's particularly memorable to me um it's just it's circumstantial and then it just it's over i mean and i and well i think that hatefully had that kind of who are these people quality to it like how do they fit into the story what's the deal yeah i just something about it just isn't that even on that level isn't that compelling to me i i just i I don't get it i don't know why it doesn't click with me and and this one if this one wasn't if this one didn't have the period piece thing going on for it which obviously hateful eight does too but this has the grand period piece that like you know we're going to go to outside locations not just a cabin in the snow you know like i mean it's not just like a cowboy Mm -hmm. you know movie in the snow Mm -hmm. this is like we are recreating, uh, you know, what is it? I guess that'd be the seventies, early seventies, late sixties. Yeah. yeah. Sixty. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to think when the Mancian family shit happened. Um, but yeah, I, it's just like, if it didn't have that going for it, I feel like this movie would have almost nothing. Um, there's, there's like some small elements I enjoy in the first half. And then by the end, it's like, even the main plot was wearing thin on me. And then the, 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 the last, what plot. main plot may I ask? <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I mean the, the the just the interaction between uh, the main characters. I mean the thing we've been following, if if you want to call it a main plot. I'm just like yeah. the interaction and what's going on with them, and then it's just like it's suddenly like, hey, I I know I was making a movie about this, but I I secretly wanted to make a movie about the Manson family, and it's just it just takes a hard left, and it becomes that movie, and it just doesn't work for me. Um, yeah, me either. I I mean. I it's not even I I the only thing I can parallel to it is is Inglorious Bastards sort of because that's that's some pseudo alternate history things going on in that and I'm perfectly okay with it and I'm and I mean I'm and, and in theory I'm okay with what they're cha- I I'm not tied to the Manson family like murders as a thing you know <laughs> yeah. like I mean it's like it's, <laughs> man I wish they hadn't retconned the <laughs> right, Manson yeah, family yeah that's murders. what I mean it's like I have like no like particular like oh i've i've really studied this and you know read helter skelter 14 times you know it's like i don't care you know it's like it's i know it's a thing that happened and i'm not trying to be insensitive it's just like it's not a thing that i care that much about but the retcon in this just feels sloppy and like like he's going for the same shock value that inglorious bastards had you know but that is great and and justified and and feels earned this is just like yeah i changed some shit and uh ha well, until like, <laughs> until you, we all know like Hitler was a giant fuckhead. Nazis suck, right? That's pretty universal. It's supposed um, to has it, been it, it, for a it, while. It, this is known, but Under, <laughs> this is not by everybody. Yes, apparently. Uh, fact for yes. reasonable people <laughs> accepted. Right for reasonable people. Reasonable people. We all know like Nazis are bad, fucked up. Um, and also like yeah, the fact the Manson family murdered some people. That's that's pretty bad too, but. As far as what we're shown in the movie, if if you didn't know, like, and the movie doesn't show it, like mm-hmm. the movie, if you don't know anything about the Manson family murders, which mm-hmm. a lot of people don't, I don't know much about it either. Right. Um, I know that Sharon Tate got murdered, but that's about 
all I know. Yeah. And you don't really know. Like, it all happened in the Roman Polanski house. He just wasn't home. Right. <laughs> and, like, this movie doesn't really do a great job of, of, like, telling you, like, hey, this is Sharon Tate, the one who gets murdered. Like, we don't have any context for... Yeah. um for not really liking these people, except for the fact like they showed up to murder people, but the hate boner that Tarantino apparently has for these people that murdered, you know, Sharon Tate and a couple other people, I guess. Um, again, I don't know a lot about it, mm-hmm. but it's so it, it's, it's, well, you don't, you get, you get an automatic justification with Nazis. I mean, right, you're supposed right. to, you're just like, Oh, Nazis. Yeah, sure. Let's, let's watch them die. This is like, it's like asymmetrical. Like mm-hmm. you don't get why like yes i think i honestly like the ultra violence mm-hmm. of the end of that sure because it's well shot and it's amusing like how things go down yes but i i will say it just seems unreasonable i i'm i'm picking up what you're saying and i've seen this reaction from a lot of people it's if you if you know and and there's nothing wrong with not knowing because it was a long time ago and pop culture moves on and you just you don't have enough time to learn certain things school's not going to teach you this stuff right. it's up to you to know this um some people like myself went into it knowing full well what that was about and it was cathartic in a way it was because you're prepared for the worst and you don't get it and you're like oh huh but other people who who don't have the knowledge of that situation and are just there for the movie and are following the story look at it and i've seen this reaction a lot and people will go wow that's overkill that's off-putting that's i don't understand why you're so angry at these people and they come away from the movie with a different opinion i'm not saying yeah. either one's wrong right the movie like you said does not tell you shit yeah. it's up to you to bring knowledge to the film and that's not your responsibility when you go see a movie right well this, this, this it's not contextualized at all right yeah this this feels more like i mean i i was gonna say like if you were to make a movie of like if i were to make a period piece movie like in the 80s and the 90s and like suddenly like i had horrible things befall people that introduced pan and scan and you know <laughs> non-widescreen video right. movies i you know and i just suddenly had them violently murdered i'd be it'd be cathartic for me <laughs> it doesn't mean much to most people they'd just be like i don't yeah. what the fuck but yeah. i think more more akin to like okay i i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna spoil another movie i'm gonna talk about but it, but it, it seems kind of semi-relevant Martin Scorsese, and, and I'm going to be talking about the Irishman. Who? Uh, Martin Scorsese. That's he, a joke, he, sorry. Uh, he uh, you know, obviously is studies uh, certain things uh, very, very heavily, and and becomes very invested in their. It's like his hobby became his film. You know, like I'm going to study uh, gangsters and crime, and you know, all these things that become super important to me. But you know, to the average person who's like. I yeah I, I've heard of Jimmy Hoffa I don't know much beyond that it's sort of like I have done in-depth research in this and this is going to be cathartic for me and like five other people that have you know <laughs> vastly ex- explored this this subject right you know the, this is more like if, if James Cameron had been like you know what that motherfucking captain of the goddamn Titanic that son of a bitch is who killed all those people <laughs> like I'm gonna have the worst fucking death happen to him or or the architect or whatever fucking person is in, involved in that it, it'd be like I've I've done extensive research on this and it is super personal to me and fuck that you know I'm I'm going to show like this guy was the guy who fucked everything up yeah and I'm going to have you know that that feels more akin to that of like I I've studied this like 
ancient history thing. Right. I know the 60s is not ancient history, but yeah, I've studied this thing that like most people have moved on or forgotten about, and I'm going to make it super detailed about yeah. this. Yeah. And it, it's a weird thing. Plus, I, I there, there are elements of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood that I, I could not make myself not think of Kevin Smith. They are both directors that came from the same time period, mm-hmm. and they both feel like over time, they're just like turning this bigger and bigger fuck you to their own audience. Because I, I mean, I've been on, I've been on board with Quentin Tarantino from the beginning, you know, sure. like, I mean, like I've taken him down things where other people are like, I, I, I like his stuff, but fuck that. Fuck this. I, up until hateful eight, I was, and I don't like hateful eight doesn't make me angry. And even this one doesn't make me angry, angry, but it's, just, it feels like they're betraying their core audience in a way. Like, you know, like people that were on board with what they were doing and the jokes they were telling, like Kevin Smith, especially to what nth degree more than Quentin Tarantino. It just feels like I'm uh, basically going to troll my own audience Mm -hmm. at this point. Like I'm just going to make utter and complete utter bullshit and put it on screen and just like dare people to like it. And I feel like Quentin Tarantino's like got this, like they've got some kind of secret fucking cabal where it's just like these 90s directors are like, let's just see how fucking far our our major fans are willing to go with us (laughs) while we just make weirder and weirder shit, you know, like, I mean, this doesn't go to the, like the trolling fucking level of like Tusk. We're like literally months, be- like a year yeah. before Tusk happened. They were on their fucking podcast like, oh, my God, this is the worst fucking idea. I've, what if I actually make it? And then he fucking makes it. It's like, you dick, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like this doesn't feel that bad. This just feels like, I mean, the fact that he fucking threw Kevin Smith's daughter in there is in the fucking Manson family. is just like, all right, are you tipping your fucking hand? <laughs> like, I mean, is this like, you know, hey, if you didn't catch it before, we're just fucking trolling you at this point. I don't know. I just it 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 was off putting in a lot of ways, and okay. and even even other stuff like I I'm not I'm not usually one to get angry at things like this, but I I've got to I've got to admit they have a fucking point. Like Bruce Lee's family saying like fuck this movie is spot on because <laughs> the way they fucking portray him in this movie is like is is a real dick thing to do. Especially for a guy who's been dead for a long period of time, can't defend himself, can't like say like that's not the fuck I was doing you know I I just don't like it when someone you know like tears down a fucking pop icon just because you know there's a lot of dead people in this movie I I know but like that that one's just there's a lot of dead people in this movie but like he died I know very young and and mysterious whatever you know like lots of things it's like all right maybe just I I get it I I get the backlash against the Bruce Lee scene when I was watching that I thought that was a fantasy sequence like I, thought, I had someone at work ask me that the other day. I was like, did that happen? I was like, mm. to be honest, I don't know. Yeah. I And that's why, like, when I was watching it and for a while afterwards, I was like, eh, who gives a shit? Like, it was just, it was just a fantasy sequence. He right. was like, he yeah, was just imagining the, himself yeah, being called back to set. And this is what he, you know. Yeah. This is the story of when I kicked Bruce Lee's ass. Ha, yeah. ha, you know, okay. I just thought it was like him. Like, uh, this is this is what's going to happen when I go back to set that fucking Bruce Lee guy that thinks he's better than everybody. So he thinks, mm-hmm. you know. Also, I just I, I feel like it, going back again to like the primary core story, if you will, the Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt journey that they were on through yeah. this movie. I kept waiting for a fucking shoe to drop and it never fucking drops. Like I was just <laughs> like, no, I was just like, all right, they're they're gay. Right. I mean, because like it's the 60s and obviously, you know. You're going to make some sort of parallel of like, yeah, that, you know, secret Hollywood cl- closeted thing, you know, megastar or now B star and his stuntman have this secret relationship. And I thought at least there'd be something interesting there. But it's just no, it's just like they've got this weird bromance, like, you know, 
I don't know. It, it's weird. It's just like I kept waiting for like there to be something more about this movie, and it just it, maybe they murder Roman Polanski. It, it just like <laughs> it swerves all over the place so much that I'm just like, what was the point of that when it was over? Anyway, that, that, so as far as weird treatments of well, Roman Polanski's still alive, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. like it is odd to me that like you would give. Bruce Lee, like, make Bruce Lee a shitty person, but then make Roman Polanski out, like, hey, look, there's a normal guy who has done, who's just normal, doing normal, uh, being a person things. I mean, he, you can't talk about Polanski or talk about the Manson family murders without Polanski sort of being involved, sure. but I will say that was spot on casting for Steve McQueen, though. It was like, really good. Like, yeah. I was just saying, like, when that happened, I was like, how the fuck did I ever see that before? Yeah. Like it was, it was one of those like moments where I was just like, "What the? Who how was the- that that played him?" Um, it's uh, Damien Lewis. Yeah, Damien Lewis. I was like, I was like that guy from yeah. Homeland. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not a name I knew. And they he used him for six minutes, mm-hmm. if that. Yeah. Anyway, also he's like fifth build or something like that. It's like there are people who are very highly billed in mm-hmm. that movie, and it's like. They don't have shit to do with anything. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I just. It's not bad. It's just. Oh I, yeah, yeah. It's one guy. I will probably like never, ever, ever watch again. Yeah. Like I feel like that's gonna be my death proof. Where it's just like I don't even want to give that another try. Like, you know, like there's other- some stuff I really like. Yeah. Like, there's there's that like slice of life. If the movie had been just just those two, yeah. Just going on adventures. being bros, yeah. going on adventures for three <laughs> hours. Stuff, yeah. yeah. That would have been fine, but it's. Yeah, it, it's like, it keeps seeming like it's going to be something more, and it's not. It seems like it's going to be something, like, and it's not. Like at least with Hateful Eight, I'm I'm still willing. I'm still thinking about trying that long, super long version on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Like I'm this, I'm just like now. I I think I've got everything I ever need to get from that movie in one viewing ever. <laughs> but anyway, I've talked way more about this than I wanted to. Uh, moving on uh, to Ad Astra because I said I've talked about two Brad Pitt movies, right? Brad Astra. <sighs> yep. I. Uh, for whatever whatever bit I didn't like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I liked Ad Astra even less. Ad Astra is a bad movie. That seems to be the opinion. Like, uh, it, like it's an actual like bad movie. Okay. More like bad Astra. And what's worse is it's it's a bad movie masquerading as a good movie. Yeah, like it's 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 got those like slow silent pauses and space shit. And then, you know, like, I'm just saying, like, it's, no, it, it's, it's like slow, silent pauses in spaceship. It's, it's, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to ticket you for, for describing that movie in the way that I would describe that movie. Okay. That is like a straight out cop of my style of describing okay. things. Well, it, it's basically Tree of Life in Space, where it's, oh, it's okay. supposed to be this like, oh, we're, we're having long, silent pauses between the way we're talking. So, because it's important, mm-hmm. and then I, I, I'm sorry if this is mildly spoilery, but it's so fucking stupid I cannot not talk about it. There is literally a point in time in that movie where they're on their way to do space shit, and they stop because there's a distress call. They go into the spaceship where there is a distress call, and there are fucking evil space baboons, and then it's over, and it's just like, wait. Was there just fucking space baboons <laughs> on that spaceship? And then you're just like, oh well, moving on with life. <laughs> cool. It's so fucking stupid. All right. And also, please call them baboons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I'm sorry if someone enjoyed this movie. I uh, do not know how you could. It's boring as fuck. It's 
one of those things god i i i think i just have it i think i have a problem with pretty much every movie that is about daddy issues that has no resolution to it no because i well i mean again I, i saw the movie and i realized there's kind of a resolution to it but like Big Fish always comes up in my head. Mm-hmm. People are like, that movie changed my fucking life. I'm like, I'm really sorry you have daddy issues. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm terribly sorry I do too, but that movie's not great, Bob. <laughs> it's just like, I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm happy that like it can fill a niche or something about your absentee dad, but like, it's not that great. <laughs> like, I mean, your movie can't hinge on just that. It's like, you know, deal with daddy issues and also have a plot. Mm-hmm. Um, there's other ones I could think, name that I might boyhood. Okay. Boyhood's about daddy issues, but that's a great fucking movie. You know, that's, that's about your relationship with your dad. Tree of life is about your relationship with your dad. But these are like, again, you either like Terrence Malick or you don't. So I'm not going to talk about tree of life, but like this feels like it. it Mackie's not here. Say whatever yeah. you want. <laughs> It, it, this feels like it wants to be Tree of Life, but it's made by someone like Paul W. S. Anderson. <laughs> like and that's what it was like. If Paul W. S. Anderson presents Tree of Life oh. and all of the quality that that would entail, huh? Yeah. Wow. Also, it's just weird because ah, uh, I don't know. It, it's like an, it's like a more boring you know, Interstellar, and I love Christopher Nolan, but I do not like Interstellar. Interstellar is a bunch of boring ass shit. And it's like it's high con- it's it's high concept quantum physics for dummies is what Interstellar is, <laughs> <laughs> like because it's like okay. you, you gotta under- slow down with all these yeah. box quotes. That you're- <laughs> I mean, Interstellar is basically like uh, like please explain the theor- theory of relativity like I'm five. Mm-hmm. That's what Interstellar is. Yeah. Eli five. Yeah. Now now like I'm three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and this is just like a worse version of that. It's mm-hmm. all uh, now I'm done talking about Astra. Sad Astra. Sad Astra. Yeah. That's I, a I didn't like it. I am going to talk about movies where I'm positive eventually, okay, so we'll get there. Just. Okay. I'm positive you're going to talk about yeah. movies, too. Uh, I got some rapid fire movies. Okay. Movies, Chuck, movies, movies that movies. we've talked about on the podcast before. I just want to throw in my two cents. Okay. Uh, so I watched X-Men Dark Phoenix. Okay. Which I was expecting a Fantastic Four level bullshit mm-hmm. thing. Which Fantastic Four? The most recent yeah. one, the one they okay. made to keep the rights Fan to the Fantastic Four. Uh, because there was so much production trouble with this mm-hmm. movie. I was just like, oh, God, this is going to be a train wreck even though it ends with a train wreck. uh, (laughs) Dark Phoenix is totally fine. I don't have the level of attachment to that comic story that everyone does. I realize it doesn't do that story justice at all. I realize they tried it in the first trilogy and they didn't do it right either. Mm -hmm. But I think I think at the very least, the first half of this movie is pretty good. Um, I really like the because it's got Dazzler in it. It did have Dazzler in it, and that was a lot of fun. I, I think there's a good push through the first half of this movie that is intriguing, and then it kind of falls apart because most of the X-Men movies fall apart at the end for some weird reason. Um, but as far as it being god-awful, like most people seem to make it out to be, it's not. Yeah, I, I feel like that one's, just, that one's got a, 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 stack, a stack of cards against it, sure. a, a whole deck, because yeah. it's like, it's a comic book movie that may not be the comic book movie you want. It had mm-hmm. production problems. Um, it was previously being directed by a, a terrible person right. and they had to pull him, yep. you know, so like there's all that. And then there's just people that fucking hate Sophie Turner. Yeah. Hate her. I don't know why. Why yeah. do people hate? I don't know. Are they mad because of the, I don't know. People because just, of the ending of the game of Thrones. I don't know. I, She's I don't fine. Know. I'm just saying totally like, fine. I mean like there are people that just fucking hate her for some reason. I, I don't know. People are weird. Yeah. But anyway, that movie's totally entertaining. Totally fine. Did, not great. I mean like the, nothing's going to top first class. That movie is amazing. Um, but yeah. it's, it's pretty good. It is, it is better than I thought it 
was going to be and is better than it has any right to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I also watched Hobbs and Shaw finally. Um, uh, <laughs> I came away from that movie liking it, being like, yeah, this is the shit I like. Big dumb bullshit. But also there's just this layer of. The, the best way I can describe it is that they already made fun of this movie in the other guys when Samuel Jackson and the rock just jump off the roof because they think they can live. Mm-hmm. And at least that movie had the reality to go. No, they fucking died. Whereas in this movie, the the rock just jumps off a roof and it's just like, yeah, totally cool. Got this bra. And it's, I realized that they're all superheroes at this point, but no one's taking anything seriously in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, there is a global threat in this, and it is just nonstop jokes about each other's dicks. That's strange to me. It's it's just there's a there's a this movie is distracted from its own reality in a way that's a bit distressing. I liked a lot of dumb shit in this movie. Like there are things that have the rock holding a chain to keep a helicopter from pulling a tow truck apart or whatever towards the I'm like, yeah, whatever. This is the stupidest shit. I'm here for this dumb bullshit. Um, you know, him and Roman Reigns are doing all their dumb wrestling moves and, you know, murdering everything. Fine. Totally fine. It's all totally fine. I just I just wish it had a level of gravitas to it of there's some world ending shit going on and y'all are just having a, a fun time, like, you know, just ribbing at each other and, you know, haha, you got a small dick and fucking pay attention. There's shit going on. Idris Elba means business. <laughs> Um, but anyway, I enjoyed it. Uh, I also enjoyed Angel Has Fallen, like mm-hmm. you were talking about. I, I kind of like how <laughs> it's absurd, don't get me wrong, yeah. but I kind of appreciate the kind of regrounding they do with that and make it not a more personal story, but a more like relevant to Gerard Butler kind of being almost too old to be doing this. Right. Um, and just turning it into this like betrayal kind of thing and not this world this this global thing although the main guy's motivation is just real dumb Mm -hmm. just real dumb um so there's that um detective pikachu Uh uh-huh i watched detective pikachu yeah i don't know shit about pokemon okay i don't know fucking shit about pokemon and that movie was still delightful yeah that because that movie does like once one time in hollywood Detective Pikachu doesn't explain shit about Pokemon. It just assumes you know. Like, when you see a Pokemon on screen, you're like, oh, that's Snorlax or whatever. I know that one. You got a Nokimon. I don't. Oh. But, uh, but you know a, a Snorlax. You, yeah. got, you got a name there. So I did. good job, Chuck. Yeah. I paid attention during this movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's one thing at the end of this movie that fucking breaks it. Like, there's just a reveal where it's like, what? How did you not put that together? But other than that, that movie's totally fine. Yeah. Like that movie just has a real stupid plot. And you're just like, yeah, it's a Pokemon movie, whatever. <laughs> but it's cute, you know. It's mm-hmm. it's cute and entertaining. Uh let's see. I had um The Kid Who Would Be King. Ah, yes. I've been meaning to watch that. Okay. Please tell me if I should. Well, okay. So I remember when that trailer played before something, we went to see probably Bumblebee or something like that. And mm-hmm. we were like, I bet that movie's totally fine. And it's going to make $7. It made $7. Totally fine. Okay. It's not terrific. It kind of sticks real hard to the King Arthur stuff and doesn't put its own spin on it. But it is an enjoyable one of those things. It is a monsters, monster trucks esque kind of 
live action family thing that is totally innocent and well not really innocent the kids have swords and are murdering demons and shit but it's 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 a nice family film that is not you know kids falling in mud and getting kicked in the butt you know it's it's not dumb kid stuff it's it's actually kind of good um i i would recommend watching it although you kind of don't have to continue to watch it yeah like once you realize where it's going you're like oh okay i got this yeah i just i what a weird career trajectory like i mean that's the guy that directed attack the block i know and it's the <laughs> next thing he directed yeah like think about how long ago attack the block was mm-hmm. if you don't remember eight years ago mm-hmm. i just that when i saw his name pop i was like pop up i was like wait what yeah like because i mean attack the block was one of those kind of things it was like all right what's this guy doing next right like this is fresh yeah it's like is, okay yeah. your next thing come yeah. on let's do you're the you're the hot shit let's let's yeah. do this and yeah yeah he just became a writer for a while so yeah anyway but um okay two more quick things okay uh the the live action remake of dumbo mm-hmm. boy that is dumb that- <laughs> oh. <laughs> how tim burtony is it super duper tim burtony great yeah we're watching it it's wait is it a tim yep. burton yeah oh I didn't even realize that. Yeah. And it's Fuck. weird because it's got just about every Tim Burton alum in it except Johnny Depp. Like every person who's ever worked with Tim Burton before, like Michael Keaton, Danny DeVito, Alan Arkin. Helena Bottom Garden. No. No. Oh, <laughs> so he kept off his main two people. Yes. Uh, Colin Farrell. Um, What's your face? Uh, the skinny lady? No. 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 Oh, that's right. The yeah. They, they, his ex-wife. Would, she would not be in it. Right. Yes. I forgot um, about that part. Yeah. It's Dumbo's real cute. Like, mm-hmm. they have created a cute CG elephant, but that movie has this weird kind of plasticky sheen to it where it's just, there's not, there's no humanity in it. It's weird. It's just, it's strange. It, I felt more in Edward Scissorhands than I do in this, and this is about animal abuse and how circuses are evil and big business and Michael Keaton's the bad guy. And there should be, I should be oh, man, Michael Keaton being the bad guy and it's bad. Yeah. Oh, he's almost he embarrassing. Uh, it's he's playing his character a little strange. Um, Tim Burton needs to like go back to being goth. Yeah. Cause this whole like kids movie bullshit. Yeah. Like the stuff that he's done in the last 20 years. <clears throat> yeah. Um, has, <laughs> not been like the tim burton that we all like this is the reason that everybody goes oh tim burton yeah yeah like i, I just the think that's man i think he used up his his gothiness i think it was just like i got somebody all that needs out to of make me. that motherfucker sad i guess but this is, is what happens you get money you get ladies yeah helena bottom carter oh she, oh yeah she needs to break <laughs> up with him now we need we need more we need a good tim burton movie again yeah. um cheat but, on him with johnny depp Oh, that's how to do it. Wait, Tim Burton cheats on her with Johnny no, Depp? I bet no. he does. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he probably wants to. Um, he goes Johnny Deep. Uh, but no, Helena Bonham uh, Carter needs to cheat on uh, him yeah. with Johnny Depp. And that will be like the, uh, my two friends that I make movies with now, uh, or my wife and my friend who I make movies with no, wait, now. Isn't she? She's with Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, I don't know. What the hell am I thinking? I don't know. I don't know. Whoever like, his wife we're is. We're just listening to you because sometimes you know things. <laughs> Look, you said it with authority, yeah. so I yeah, believe you. I just took you. it as, as wrote. I, I don't know. I'm hey, wrong. Siri, who is... No, no, uh... no. no, no, no. <laughs> uh, he was married to Helena Bonacarter. Okay. Did now she cheat she's on... with... <laughs> did she cheat on him with Kenneth Branagh? Probably. 
I don't believe that. I believe Helen, Helena Bonham Carter is pure as the driven. No, she's not with. She's not with. Kenneth Brown anymore either. She, I don't know. I'm very confused. Man, she's here. available. Let's go get the hell about him. She is not currently married. Okay, I don't know. She's partnered with somebody named Rydog. <laughs> All right. How's that spelled? R y d o g g. R y e d a g. Is that just B J Novak? Y e d a g. Maybe maybe it's not Rydog. Uh, who is? Uh, I'm sorry, everyone who's in relationships. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> with Tim Burton and Lena or Kenneth Branagh. No, that's not it. Lena Dunham it, is with Tim Burton? That's yeah. weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I meant. It's just vaginas all day long. <laughs> Close-ups of vaginas. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, one last quick, oh, okay. One last quick thing. <laughs> all right. Uh, long shot. Uh-huh. That movie was not advertised properly. Nope. Those commercials were terrible. That movie is great. That's pretty good. That movie is legit funny in ways Wait, what, that it. What movie? Uh, Long shot. That's the Seth Rogen, Charlie's Theron, where she's the. She's running for president. He's a speechwriter, but he's a he's Seth Rogen, and she's <laughs> Charlie's Theron. Yeah. Okay. Like, I, yeah. It, it basically came and went at the theater, yeah. and it was just like it's because it was advertised badly. Right, yeah. It's gr- it's legit funny. Like there are some lines in it that that come out of nowhere that slayed me. Mm-hmm. Um. I run hot and cold on Seth Rogen. Like sometimes I can tolerate him and sometimes I'm just like, dude, just stop. But this was a very compelling romance comedy that worked surprisingly. So I just want to say, like, if you are making 2019 lists, really consider watching Longshot. Not that it's going to top your list or anything, but for one of those, it's really good. Yeah, it's just it's one of those comedies that's better than it probably should be and is enjoyable. Yes. So those those and, are my quick and uh, Ice Cube Juniors in it. Yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> or, so. or O'Shea Jackson Jr. Mm-hmm. Prefer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, I think we both have a movie. So okay, we might as well just go ahead and get out of the way. I, I talked about it earlier. I said The Irishman. Uh huh. Yeah, I think we both watched that. Yeah. Um. Oh man, I uh. I made the mistake of watching that last night when I came home from work. Oh, uh, because, so that was your evening? Yeah, that was my evening. <laughs> that was my entire evening. That movie's three and a half hours long. It sure is. Mm-hmm. Um, and feels like it. Yeah. Um, it's it's not bad. It, mm-hmm. Here, all right. Here's the thing I will say. And I I know this is gonna I'm gonna about to diverge from you. I know in a big way. Uh, for me. When he's not making uh, like a strange genre movie, like uh, like Hugo is mm-hmm. great, mm-hmm. and you know I I like I like diverging things he's done along the way. Cape Fear is even post this, but every movie for me that's gangster related or crime related for uh, that's Martin Scorsese post Goodfellas. Every single one of them, when I've watched it, when it was over, I was like, man, I should have just watched Goodfellas. <laughs> Okay. Every single one. All right. Like I like that is the thing. Like get away from that genre because you have done it. You have reached the peak, and everything else is just like a pale imitation of that thing. Mm-hmm. I know you like Casino. More. I do. I like Casino. It is not Goodfellas. Good Casino but- is like okay. Casino to me would be better if it didn't feel like so many retreads of Goodfellas in places. Yes. And removing Sharon Stone. I don't generally always have a problem with Sharon Stone. Right. Like I, I actually like some movies that she's in, mm-hmm. but she feels wildly out of place in that movie and also it was just it was that era like the like it, it was that era where people become too big for themselves 
like their they they their heads become bigger than their station in Hollywood. <laughs> like Bruce Willis, Sharon Stone, uh-huh. all these all these people have had this, and so, you know some never recover. Mm-hmm. Um, but Sharon Stone was like at the height of her like I'm hot shit. It's like no, really, you're a B level actress who happens <laughs> to be in a, have have been in a couple like <clears throat> giant big A triple A movies. You right. know, like it's just like. You, you don't have the acting chops to act like you're acting is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's just, I mean, Bruce Willis is included in that too. It's just well, like, you know, just a dick. Yeah. So, I mean, to me, casinos just has those things going against it. Okay. Um, I don't dislike it. It's just, I, again, it's one of those things like I've seen casino. I'd rather watch Goodfellas again, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I, I think the only other thing I have to say about Irishman besides being extremely long Mm-hmm. is uh time wise that's a very confusing movie because mm-hmm. they're they're digital it's three they're, hours long and you don't know where you are anymore after you finish it their their digital de-aging things aren't distinct enough between the time periods right because i can't i i was constantly going because and it also it's slightly non-linear a little bit especially the first 30 minutes that yeah. has five levels of flashbacks yeah like De Niro just keeps flashing back in the first 30 minutes and you're like, where are we? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just, I, I, there's just something off about it and something, there, there's something that feels strange and big budget about it and also very Netflix at the same time. Yep. And I can't, that, that's a really weird way to describe something like it, it does. It looks like the $175 million Netflix movie that it is mm-hmm. like that. That's the best way to describe it. It's just, it's bizarre because like Six Underground does not feel like a Netflix movie. No. That is like that is a Michael Bay movie that just happens to be on Netflix. Yes. This is like, okay, I don't understand. Like, did you did you just like bring in Netflix cameras and crew? Because it, like there's just something about like it has a Netflix sheen to it, despite yeah. the fact like it doesn't look like a Scorsese movie. Right. You know, and that's that's what's the strangest thing to say about it. Yeah. Um So for me. Like, yes, Goodfellas is the pinnacle. It's just like Goodfellas is amazing. Mm-hmm. I I think Casino is close. I really do. I, I love Casino to death. I recognize that Casino has some flaws in it and have learned to sort of embrace them over the years. Like, I, there, there are some things that are hilarious to me about Casino in which it seems like he will let characters do their line seven times in a row to decide what take he's going to use, and he just left in all seven lines. He does that a lot in Casino. I don't know why. The Irishman feels like, okay, the, 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 the band has finished making all their hit songs. Mm-hmm. Like the band, like Martin Scorsese, the band. That would be a <laughs> okay. clever, more clever analogy, oh, right. but that's not where I was going. Just whatever big time band has, has done their thing and had all their hits. Mm-hmm. And now 20 years later, they've all gotten back together for one more tour and let's do all that again. And they didn't bring along Ray Liotta, which Yes, they I mean that honestly pissed me off. Like, but like the first twenty minutes of this movie, I was just like, "Oh, this is literally going to be everyone Scorsese's right. ever worked with." He something there must have been something there with Ray Liotta, where it's just like, I, yeah, because it was like when it when it started creeping into like uh you know vinyl characters like Ray, yes. Ray Romano showed up and, and Bobby Cannavale showed up, and I was like, "Oh, okay, it's like it's ever it's yeah. all things Scorsese on the table here." Mm-hmm. I was just like, Ray Liotta better be fucking showing up here at some point. In time. Yeah, so. <sighs> My my problems with the Irishman is that it just feels like a retread of of places we've been. Mm-hmm. It it feels like, yeah, I, I I saw this in Casino. I saw this in Goodfellas. There's even a level of JFK in there, which I know he didn't direct, but mm-hmm. there's some weird 
ties to that movie that are strange because Joe Pesci makes reference to the character he played in JFK. Mm-hmm. That's strange. The film runs three and a half hours. I, I generally don't have a problem with that. I didn't feel like it was long. We took a break halfway between it just to like have dinner or something. But it, we were never like, when is this going to wrap up? Although the last like 20 minutes is like, when the fuck is this going to wrap up? Um, but so here's the crux of this movie is that De Niro is just a guy driving a truck, just a guy and just falls up within this mob organization. Mm hmm. For no reason. No one ever explains why they're so enamored with Robert De Niro. And he also doesn't have that, like, uh, push and desire that, like, Ray Liotta does in Goodfellas. Yeah. Where it's like, I, this is all I've ever fucking wanted to do. Yeah, he just, at one point, is just like, hey, you like steaks? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, fuck yeah, I like steaks. You're my right-hand man now. And then you're going to fuck everybody I know. And it, you're, it's great. You're going to be my guy. And that's strange. There's mm-hmm. just no explanation for it. Yeah. Um, there are there are things in this movie there there are details in this movie where I'm like I know where this is going because this is obviously a very fucked up situation and nothing comes from it. Every mobster that's connected to De Niro is enamored with his underage daughter. They're all just like, man, that that young girl you got that never says anything. I'm I would like to hang out with her. Yeah, it, that that is weird. And I was especially, like, okay, especially, especially you know, like that was the weirdest <laughs> thing about it. I think is like it was like he has you know they constantly said I have four dollars. Yeah, only the other it, three, fuck them, yeah, they don't it, matter. Yeah, anyone <laughs> anyone only cares about it is one, and it's like and it's like the one in the middle too. Yeah. It's, it's not even like yeah. oh this is like my youngest most adorable one it's, or no. whatever. It's just like it's just this weird solo one that doesn't talk, and they're all like, man, we got to hang out with that kid. Yeah, and I, I, was I like, need her approval in yeah. order to continue my mobster ways. And then I was like. Okay, which of these fucks is going to fuck that kid and then De Niro has to murder them and that's going to be the thing. No, that's not the thing at all. Mm-mm. The other thing is that there's a lot of Al Pacino as Jimmy Hoffa and Robert De Niro as the guy he's playing. The two of them hanging out in their pajamas sleeping in the same room. Mm-hmm. I'm like, are these guys fucking like what weird ass intimate relationship do these guys have? This is so bizarre. They're just sharing hotel rooms. But just hanging out in their pajamas, just chatting, and it's like, all right, good night, buddy. And well, if you come at me, <laughs> and I gotta be the one to put you down into a bed, <laughs> I'm not gonna hesitate. <laughs> Wait, did you say they're hanging out in their pajamas in a hotel room? Yeah, that's like me and Shiny Lights Teastrel every year at the. At I mean, we have we have theories, dude. <laughs> <What's> <laughs> no that? judgment here. It's 2019. It's, it's just weird for these two mob tough guys. Yeah. It it seems strange. Who a couple of guys hanging have, out in their pajamas, no, just helping each other. Dudes out. who no apparently have a lot of spare cash sharing a hotel room. Jimmy fucking Hoffa. They they, they do explain that with one piece of dialogue. Do they? But yes, they do because but, we like to hang out. Well, because the, the, the first time they go somewhere, <laughs> Hoffa's in. You know, they're in a suite, and Hoffa go like closes his door into the bedroom part, yeah. and De Niro's like sleeping on like a, a cot. Right. But he's basically like, yeah, Jimmy let me stay in his hotel room. I thought it, he was trying to be nice, but you know, he it's because he was afraid to be alone because people are trying to murder him. Okay. So he explains it away with like one bit of dialogue, but yeah. then it's just like, yeah, it's like it's the Jimmy Hoffa pajama party for the rest of the movie. Yeah, it's it- maybe he's just cheap. <laughs> that too mm-hmm. um i like that al pacino gives jimmy hoffa an accent the first time he speaks and then is just his dick tracy character the rest of the movie that's weird to me that he's like hello i'm jimmy hoffa how you doing there and then like the rest <laughs> of the movie is just like i'm just getting warmed up i'm jimmy hoffa ah you know <laughs> fucking kennedy <laughs> where am i ah. <laughs> the whole movie it's so strange i i am 
I am pleased that a lot of people have come upon this movie and been like, oh my God, Scorsese's a god. I love everything about this. Five stars. It's the most best film ever. Mm-hmm. When it was over, I was like, that was fine. Mm-hmm. But that was it. I was like, I can't point to anything in that and go, that was on the level of this moment in Goodfellas or this moment in Casino or this moment in Wolves of Wall Street or half a dozen other. It was just one wolf. Wolf of. Yeah. Sorry. Just just one. I was thinking of the porn parody. Lone lone wolf. (laughs) Wolves of Wall Street. Wolves of Wall Street. (laughs) (laughs) Walls of Wolf Street. Um, Werewolves of Wall Street. (laughs) So I. Look, I'm glad he got to make this. I'm glad they all got to come back. I gl- I'm glad they all got to do this weird wish fulfillment where they got to look 40 years younger. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad Joe Pesci got to make another movie because he seemed like he was done with it. Mm-hmm. And I- I'm glad that they all got to do it. Uh, I, th- I-, I mean, I even like that they like they reorganized their uh, levels of their characters. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I-, I like that that's kind of flipped on the script because it's like, yes, you know. De Niro was the you know the the father like figure of yeah. the Goodfellas crew, right? The calm yeah. sort of stoic one, and yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, there, there, there's there's little like character acting moments I think are pretty f- phenomenal in this movie. Like, yes, like the way <laughs> the way Al Pacino ignores the world when he has an ice cream sundae in front of him yes. in this movie is kind of wonderful like it's just like all things do not matter when you put an ice cream sundae in front of jimmy hoffa i'm eating this yeah. <laughs> shut up yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean there's there's little things to like about it but yeah. yeah it's just like when it was over i was like wow that's really long totally could have been trimmed uh again i i I know the whole the one of the main things that the internet is talking about because I I looked it up because I was very curious about it myself. Like the the obsession both in character and with the movie over the one daughter, then suddenly, I'm sorry, but jumping in age thirty years, yeah. <laughs> in one scene, right? Because she's played by Anna Paquin in the older version, and right. I'm like, wait, she was like. 10, 12 maybe and now she's I'm sorry but Anna Paquin's close pushing 40 like yeah. what <laughs> I know and then like that means we're really old <laughs> I, I know I, it does um, but like and to have Harvey Keitel in this movie and to not put him in a scene with Anna Paquin is like why is he the only one who doesn't want to fuck her oh yeah <laughs> I didn't think about that wow <laughs> that I just kept waiting the whole movie is like when is Harvey Keitel going to interact with her because that I mean what, come on what are you doing uh-huh. do you see the piano <laughs> do you see the piano <laughs> I mean, come on. Oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then like, it's just like Anna Paquin sitting in the background, not saying anything for long stretches of time. And it was just like, I think she says like eight words yeah, in the she, total she, movie. She, she does. Yeah. yeah. She has literally like, well, I mean, it's more than one line of sure. sentence, but it's like, it's literally one section where she says a thing. Yeah. And then it's just like, all right, well, you're out of the movie and out of my life. Yeah. And, and I mean, I don't subscribe to that, you know, like, oh, he sexism. He didn't give this woman enough words to say. I, I, I get I, that that's yeah. that character. Sure. And I think she does a good job acting that character as it was given to her. She's sullen and quiet and doesn't approve of any of this shit. Mm-hmm. But why is everyone so enamored with her? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. So it's, it's a strange it's a strange movie and yeah. one that I can't necessarily like pick out the theme he was really going for like i said it just at this point it was like old man makes his uh you know his history hobby uh movie yeah. <laughs> i mean that's what it feels like it's just like I, I well and then to not okay so as it was going i was like okay we're doing a greatest hits thing okay what's the rolling stone song gonna be what's the montage gonna be and i think the well, one was there thing a rolling stone song i didn't catch no one. there's not yeah, ooh, that, that's right. what i'm saying the soundtrack in this is very lackluster yeah. uh hey you take that back 
<laughs> well, okay. So these movies always have the it was great while it lasted. Oh shit, everything's fucked up. Everyone's got to get killed. Mm-hmm. This movie doesn't do that. What it does instead is that when it introduces a character, it immediately shows you how they died. Mm-hmm. Like it just f- freezes and gives you a title card well, of if, if they're not going to show you getting them right. Getting yes, if they have no. It, but it seems like there was a period of time between like 1979 and 1980 where the entire cast got murdered. Yep. And I was like, wow, what happened? But we don't get any of that. I, again, like I said, it 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 feels like it's wrapped around to this point where. You know, like, I mean, imagine your dad or your grandpa, depending on your age, whatever, like, thing they like to read. Uh-huh. You know, like, I am super into war or <laughs> I, the Industrial Revolution. That's all I read about. Yeah. It just feels like at yeah, a certain that's point. That's my thing. It's like grandpa has been reading books about this thing his whole life. And now he's just made a movie that's so, like, just for him. Yeah. That it's sort of like alienating to people who aren't super into that subject. And not necessarily with this one, because, it's I mean, it's a it's a slightly more broad story than that but it just it feels like there's a lot of detail it also feels like everything must stay in because everything is super important to me <laughs> right and it's like dude at a certain point you need a fucking editor like yeah. get this shit down to 215 let's yeah. at least let's, let's zip this movie along yeah. i i will i i do appreciate that late in the film de niro is describing some of this stuff to a nurse and the nurse is like i don't know who jimmy Hoffa is right and it's like okay that curse that person is the audience thank you very much because mm-hmm. no one fucking knows who jimmy well, even Hoffa. it says a line earlier in the movie where he's just like ah most people might remember he disappeared yeah. that's about it yeah you know i didn't know anything about him but mm-hmm. i mean that's almost one of the opening lines is he's talking about like he's bigger than the beatles and elvis and yeah. shit but anyway whatever yeah so is that the end of your rapid fire all no, your i got movies? a few more oh, okay um that was the least rapid fire rapid fire yeah moment, that was but well that we had a lot, well, that, that was the that was a tag team that was we a tag got a lot to say about yeah. this uh do you have a fourth movie i have a fourth movie yes Go ahead. it's not brand new <laughs> Um, okay, this is the last one for me, uh, unless you talk about something I've already seen. Okay. Um, uh, listener recommendation, not a 2019 movie, but I I, I believe I explained last podcast y- many eons ago, it feels like now, mm. that I have a moratorium on watching anything Christmas movie unless it's accidental Christmas. Correct. Prior to at least December or post Thanksgiving. Ah, okay. You know, I'm just like, I, if I know it's a Christmas movie, fuck that. <laughs> I just, I need to at least wait till after Thanksgiving. It's just like, I, you know. Fuck that. <laughs> I, like I said, accidental <laughs> Christmas is a different uh, thing. Like you know, give the holidays their space. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like I said, if I watched, Le- if I hadn't seen *Lethal Weapon* and I just watched it in July, I'd be like, "Oh shit, no, this is a Christmas movie." And now I do, but you know. Anyway, I watched *Anne and the Apocalypse*. Okay. It was it was a listener recommendation, I believe, in the last episode. I've been waiting to watch it. Uh, that movie is fucking delightful. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> exactly as advertised. Uh, I will say your mileage may vary based on your tolerance for musicals, as always, but. Uh, there is just something infinitely satisfying about the level of gore that's in that movie and the extremely like, I'm going to say this in, in, in the most positive way possible, but like the like high school musical level of like super pop songs. I mean, I think I've seen a little bit of high school musical. Those are badly written songs. Um, <laughs> they're, they're not good or catchy. Okay. Um, this is like, these are super catchy, super poppy. And, and enjoyable for the most part and then just like punctuated with like extreme zombie violence and it's it just totally works for me like okay. it like i it has an, it, it it obviously live it belongs on a shelf with like Shaun of the dead that that goes without saying it's it's british and it's zombies and it's kind of a comedy mm-hmm. but i like that it's it it never it never dives into like that homage like 
parody level thing where it's just like we're, we're, we're so enamored with this and we want to make the next one of these that it's like it just becomes too close and right. then almost like uh, like a parody of the thing mm-hmm. it becomes it, it, it's able to stand it and have its own uh, sense of style throughout I feel like um, despite like circling around all these other things like that uh, I, I just I feel like it's great I feel like uh, all the parts are played really well um, yeah I just it's 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 super good and it, like I said it's a hard thing for me to try to sell or, or sell you on like if I tell you it's a zombie themed musical that takes place at Christmas if that floats your boat then watch it because like that there's, <laughs> it's a very niche thing of, of like trying to sell that to somebody sure like there's a lot of things like well I don't like zombie movies okay well you're, I don't uh, like I don't like Christmas movies okay we're out well I really hate musicals well you know what that's also not for you but if all of those three those three things strike your fancy this uh-huh. is a fantastically fun little movie okay I don't have any comments on it okay. just yet I plan to watch it soon I, I will probably be watching it soon as well uh okay two last quick things and then we're done I think. Uh, So I want to recommend a movie that I want to tell you how to watch. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Okay. So, uh, (laughs) there, okay. Give it a shot. There's a movie. Okay. We've talked about this on the show before, or at least privately in conversations, how, so the world is now enamored with Keanu Reeves, Mm -hmm. right? Yes. But if you think about it, he makes John, he makes John Wick movies and everyone's like, yay, we love Keanu. And then he also makes three other movies a year and no one gives a fuck about any of them. They get, we don't know about them. No, they don't get any attention. They don't get any play. No one speaks of them at all. So he had one that came out this year in January called replicas. Okay. Where he's, I actually heard about this one. Yeah. I've never heard of it. Okay. He's, he's a, this is a 1950s mad scientist movie, except it takes place now. Uh, oh, okay. He is trying to transfer human consciousness into an artificial brain inside is he the of mad a scientist. Yes. Ooh. Um, he's trying to transfer artificial uh, 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 human consciousness into an artificial robot, and okay. some other things go horribly wrong, and he has to alter his plans. This movie is kind of a a serious tragedy film in a way. It is, but it is also funny as shit, and I don't think it's supposed to be. But the way everyone is playing it is hilarious, and you can get a great level of enjoyment out of this film if you just go with it. Okay. I have a feeling a lot of people got about 15 minutes into this and were like, man, this fucking sucks. Fuck everything about this. Don't do that. Okay. Just go with it. It is bizarre. It is it is a mind fuck, weird ass movie. And it's a fun little Keanu Reeves building robots thing. I can't even describe the plot because it's so bizarre and out there. But it's it's really worth watching. And there is one line in this movie that I will quote till the end of time. All right. Uh, It is right up there with Not Great Bob as a good comeback for a very specific situation that someone will say to you. And you can say this line back. Um, Okay. So I talk, is that how we're supposed? Oh, you're, I thought you were saying like how we could actually watch view the film. Oh, you can watch like, it wherever oh, movies are uh, rented or well, sold. I, know, I thought like <laughs> this was a weird movie no, that no, no. disappeared. No, you're just oh, telling no, us. No. I'm how, saying your first reaction. I knew, I knew Chuck was trying to instruct me okay. as to the manner in which yes. I should enjoy. I'm it saying your first reaction to this movie will be, "Man, fuck this! What are they doing?" Okay. But you should stick with it and just realize that it's it's on another weird plane of existence. It's, I know you guys don't like the wicker man remake. 
I realize I am the defender of that movie because That's I why we didn't let you on the podcast. I know on the first episode. I know because I I wasn't on board, but uh, it's kind of that in a way. It's not as over the top as that, but it's still kind of over the top. It's I think how to get burned, <laughs> man. I think if we watched Wicker Man, if we had never watched Wicker Man and watched it today, oh, we would love the Wicker Man. I I agree. I said that in my review when I was. Mm-hmm. So anyway, okay. I talked about all those movies to talk about this. Oh God! You guys ever seen the B movie? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> yes. Wait a minute. Is this um... Jerry Seinfeld? Like I'm a B? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I saw it. That movie's great. <laughs> is it? No. What is the Beal with honey? So I paid zero fucking attention that it was like who gives a shit fucking dreamworks face jerry seinfeld doing a b movie i just figured it was jerry seinfeld is a b and that's the movie well i mean that is kind of the movie right no jerry, Se- jerry seinfeld's that b from apartment <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> so you're trying to tell me that the b movie starred jerry seinfeld jerry seinfeld's not a b he is a b oh. okay okay he is a b but the movie's not. Okay. Jerry Seinfeld is me. First of all, let me say, in the supporting cast is Patrick Warburton, mm-hmm. who okay. is Patrick Warburning the fuck out of this character that of he's playing. Of course. Why wouldn't he? He is fucking screaming his head off at times, and it is the funniest thing. And this is before people were really sure about Patrick Warburton, maybe. I don't know if people are sure about him now, but... <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, I can't make up my mind. <laughs> he's going out of his mind. And the reason he's going out of his mind is that the Jerry Seinfeld, as a bee, has stolen his human girlfriend... <laughs> This, this. Wait this, a minute. So, did the Nasonex <laughs> commercial steal this sort of thing from the B movie? Maybe I don't know. Maybe get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ah. yeah, I got it. Yeah. Mm. Um, Nasonex. The other thing. Uh, this is the direction in this movie is. You know how the Ant Man movies do really interesting. They're tiny and they're in common things, but they're inside of it, and it's real weird. Right. The B movie does that. Did it before? Is it a woman? Is, no, is that the weird? He's, thing? No. He does I mean, not, you said he stole the. He does he not enter Patrick a woman Warburton. on oh, screen. <laughs> he that, stole, that he stole Patrick Warbeaton's girlfriend. So, no, there is no sex to save the friendship. There's mm-hmm. none of that. Um, if that happens, it happens off screen. <laughs> okay, but. Um, yeah, it, it it they they do a lot of like now the bees in an air conditioning unit and it's all the gears are weird and everything and then you know it's a big like Rube Goldberg kind of escape. How do you get out of this? Oh no, this is collapsing and it's neat. It's it's better than I think it has any right to be. I think it's better than what people think it is. It's it's fucking out there. Ray Liotta is in it as himself. That's strange. <laughs> okay. I guess the lesson of the B movie <laughs> is just be yourself. You guys should watch the B movie. If you've seen it, you should fucking watch it again. Okay. It's real good. Oh, it's boy. real good. It's way better than it should be. B. B. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh, honey. <laughs> the movie's delightful. Okay. It is a delightful film. All right. I'm done. Okay. <laughs> Now that you've pollinated that idea out, I did, to yeah, the, just to the got it all over the place. Yeah. 
Huh. <sighs> Are you just peddling? <laughs> peddling these old DreamWorks? Yes. Okay. Uh. All right. I, I, mean, I don't I, have, I don't, yeah, I I don't have any other movies. I, I, a brief, brief, I just, just want to do my Jerry Seinfeld impression. Just a, just a brief thing, not not movie, but movie-related thing that is out there. Uh-huh. Um, I watched... All, I, I wasn't sure if I was going to watch them all, kind of like the other sister series. I watched all of the movies that made us, the... Oh right, documentary series that's made from the toys that made us guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, they're um, about movies. Yeah, the 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 thing about these versus the toy ones is, uh, don't get me wrong, a lot of the toy ones go to the manufacturers, but I feel like they supplement a lot of the um, uh, interview type stuff with collectors and things like that. It's mm-hmm. like it's also it's like equal parts. Like, okay, here's a guy who designed whatever thing for Mattel or something. Um, here's but then, a guy like, who has here's, a bunch here, of yeah, them. here's a guy who has he's collected like eighty seven Boba Fetts or whatever. You know, like, <laughs> right. <laughs> Like this one actually fires the rocket, yeah. you know, but uh, this one is like pretty much nearly like 95% all people behind the scenes of the movie. Okay, good. Nine, nine times out of 10, they will not get certain people that you kind of want to hear from, okay. obviously, but uh, yeah, it, they're, they're enjoyable. And like a, a couple of them are like strangely really good. Like the, like I watched Die Hard first because it means, you know, they say like watch them whatever you order you want. So it's, it's Die Hard. It's um, Home Alone, mm-hmm. Dirty Dancing, mm-hmm. and uh, the fuck is the last one? Uh, Grease. Uh, God damn it. Wow. God damn Ghostbusters. It. it is Ghostbusters. Yeah. yeah you're <clears throat> it's right. Ghostbusters. Thanks. <laughs> I was um, going to say Ghostbusters. So I watched the I Heard one first, the Ghostbusters one second, because that was the order in which That's, I cared about the movies. Sure, that makes sense. Um. Then I watched Home Alone, then I watched Dirty Dancing, pretty much in that, that order. exactly is yeah. the right order. Uh, Home Alone, I think, is the best episode. Home Alone, I think. I, I, I just, I think <laughs> Home Alone is the best episode. I, I, just, I mean, I'm not saying Home Alone is the best movie out of that pile. I think it's like, I just think it ends up being the most interesting episode. Do they talk to Joe Pesci? Uh, no. Oh. Daniel Stern, though. Oh, okay. I'm back in. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Unfortunately, with Dan, uh, with uh, Daniel Stern, unfortunately with the Home Alone episode, uh, there there are a lot of people they can interview. Yes, um, but they they do an interesting they they do an interesting tribute to some of the people without being too annoying about it. Like I, I feel like that's some there's a there's a level of like oh no, a person's dead. Like let's make a sappy like try to get you moment in a documentary, mm-hmm. but they play out really well in the in this somehow like the. I, I just feel like they 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 have they're good at making compelling documentaries. Okay. Uh, they're not always the most thorough per se, but like they're they're interesting enough little jaunts into. Well, I mean, like Home Alone, John Hurd died, mm-hmm. but who else? John Hughes is dead, right? Um, John Candy. John Candy, yeah, it was briefly mentioned. Yeah, okay. I mean, it's just like it's it's things like that. There's a lot of like, okay, s- you know, some people that were in it. Okay, obviously, some of the older characters, like you know, the old man, well, with yes, the shovel yeah. and stuff. You know, it's like he's that he's old been, man is dead. He's been dead for a long time. I think um, <laughs> he but, died yeah. shortly thereafter. Yeah. Anyway, like I said, I just I was shocked because I think Home Alone, like as a singular episode, ha- like was the the wildest, most interesting, and emotional journey. Strangely, out of all of those. Okay. So. Yeah, I mean, I, strangely, even though I would say it's my favorite movie on the list, I, I think the Die Hard episode might actually be the worst one. Is Bruce Willis in that episode? No. no. I mean, because I mean, I feel like that's. <laughs> I, I will say I was well, shocked. Everyone else is dead. <laughs> I was shocked that they had as much uh, screen time as they had with John McKiernan, because he's out of jail now. And he is out of jail. Yeah, and, yes. Yeah, they they had him for a while. Okay. And, um. Anyway, what like, did he go to jail for? Uh, murder Ooh. for hire. <laughs> oh right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He something like that. Yeah. It was a it was a whole weird thing. Uh huh. 
I don't think it was murder for hire. I, I think, think it was. was. I think it was just more like uh, some like weird business. Deal. I don't know. <laughs> I, weird I, business. I, no, I, I went ready because like I, as soon as like it, when he showed up, I was like, oh yeah, fuck. Why? What is? I know he did something. What did he do? And I, I Wikipedia him or whatever, and it was like. I, I don't know. He's he's not well liked in Hollywood for whatever the fuck it was that yeah. he did. I don't think it was like murder. Lying to the FBI. Okay. Oh, pshaw. That's barely even a crime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, I'm just saying. Like, I I feel like lying the, to the police is our duty as Americans. I feel like the Die Hard one plays out the worst. Like, I feel like it, it's yeah. It, it just it just doesn't play out as a good episode. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a couple of interesting things that they... Was inform- it just a bunch of, it's a Christmas movie bullshit? No, it's just they, they go for... They, they try to go for sappy nostalgia, and it doesn't work in that way. Sappy one. nostalgia for Die Hard? A little bit. Like, it's just... Uh, it's it's a, it, I mean, all of these things are just at that age where it's like, eh, remember? Oh, I remember. You know, like, I mean, they all, <laughs> they all, they all kind of sort of do feels, this. And- that feels like a stretch for Die Hard. Like, I don't think you need sappy nostalgia for Die Hard because it's good. It's it's older than you think it is, is all I mean. It's just like, it's one of those things that's... Yes, it is old, but... Yeah. I, I know. I just, I just mean that, like, you don't need that angle for sure. Die Hard necessarily because yeah. you don't need to rely on sappiness or nostalgia for Die Hard because it's good. Well, yeah, I mean, well, but, and it's in the public consciousness every year. Like, I mean, there is no yeah. like, oh man, remember Die Hard? It's like, no, shut up about Die Hard. <laughs> yeah. I, like I said, I just I feel like of all of them, the movie I like the most ends up being the worst episode. But all the whole series is, is worth watching. Did they get the limo driver? Uh huh. He's in it. Yeah, Argyle. Nice. All right. Yeah. Um, they get the bear. <laughs> the bear. The teddy bear. Uh, oh, <laughs> I was like. <laughs> You know, the grizzly. (laughs) I mean, Reginald Vell Johnson. Teddy Uh, was not the first thing that came to my head. And I was like, was there a person called Bear or was there an action? What the fuck are you talking about? Holly Bernaro. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I I have a weird question. I've been watching the second season, I think, of The Toys That Made Us. Mm -hmm. Maybe third season. Um To be fair, I think those have gotten better, too. Yeah. Yeah. The, like, production value and, like... It's I feel less I've, of the narrator wacky, like, and then this guy said, yeah. well, like, said well, sometimes they still get weird with that. Like, that's it, the, it, it's gotten better with that jokey stuff, though. Like, the Lego one is really funny. Yeah. Because they keep cutting back to this guy talking about the system, you know, yeah. like, for interlocking <laughs> the bricks. And it's just, it's actually funny. Okay. But I actually like the narrator now. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's okay. like, I've, I've had a DJ Atomica moment. Um, <laughs> He's if, just trying to help us. <laughs> listen to uh, the, the No Quarters, um, all of them, for our opinions on DJ Atomica, the yes. other podcast that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've like come around that he's gotten better not only at his narration, but also like toning down this, the smarminess mm-hmm. and everything and just like rolling it back to being a little bit more of a normal narrator and then every once in a while he goes over here you know (laughs) that's not a faithful interpretation of him but it's but it is an example yeah Um, i I would say the movies that made is is a little bit strange because it's 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 diverging enough from the toys that made us formula that i i feel like it's starting off better than that did but it like if they do another series of this it'll be it'll be better like you know like like it's it's better than where Toys That Made Us started, where it was like, oh, this is pretty much 100% fuel, nostalgia fuel, and not actually, and 
not that they're bad. I mean, like I've actually found right. like the Barbie episode to be fascinating. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but it's like, and that's in the first batch. But you know, like, uh, um, I, like I said, I don't know if we're calling them seasons or just you know, here's another collection or whatever. They either call them collections or seasons, yeah, seasons. on Netflix. Okay. Yeah. but yeah, so it's I, I've, I like this one's pretty good. I feel like if they do more, it'll be even better for this. Yeah. So that's it. Just a little PSA that it's out there. I don't want them. I want them to do a second season so they can do. Oh no, he's dead. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great story. There's a lot of no. I wanted like I was like I was like I, was like, I, re- I really want them to interview <laughs> Wilhelm von uh, von Homburg, aka Norbert Group. Oh, um, <laughs> the the guy that played Vigo the Carpathian. Oh yeah, because he oh, apparently yeah, that... had a he was a pretty oh everyone hated that guy. Yeah, 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 and he had quite a storied past. Apparently, mm-hmm. hmm. so. yeah, he he did. Oh. Maybe I should just look and see if there are interviews with Norbert Group. <laughs> I think he. I think that was like his. I'm hiding from the police name or something. <laughs> Sounds like one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who the fuck would call themselves Norbert? Right. Eddie Murphy. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's Norbert. 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 <laughs> Norbert. Yeah. Uh, we did have an email. Do we want to tackle that now? Oh, we got an email. What was it about? Hang on. It, it's, kind of, it's kind of just a... Excuse a, me while I whip this out. It, I mean, it's a, it's a story, but it's kind of a technical question. It's, it's not necessarily... Oh. Need, it's not one that needs Mackie. Okay. Ah, oh, right. technical question. This is from WordPress, who says, your site has been updated <laughs> to WordPress 5.3.2. Okay. Thanks, WordPress. All right. Yeah, yeah we didn't need Mackie for that at I all. Did, yeah. I, <laughs> I started. <laughs> I just, that, was, that was the one that came up. Uh, we, it just came in. So, um, oh, okay. Now live on your channel, BMFcast. Uh-huh. Okay, I'm yeah. scrolling. Was oh, that from YouTube? Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, YouTube sent us a personal email. Thanks, <laughs> That's thanks, great. Thanks, YouTube. <laughs> Keep sucking. Is this the the most recent one that you've starred? Uh, it should be from, from Alan. 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 Okay. Alan. Alan. Let me sit up straight. And oh, quit my whistle a little bit so that oh, I don't fuck this up. Alan Butler says, Hello, BMFers. As a longtime listener, even during the dark BC era, of course, I've picked up on a few subtle cues. For one, it seems you guys watch a fair amount of televisable things. For another, it seems you do so on a variety of different television and non-television devices. Given those details discerned from my practiced ear, it seems you guys might be a good source of opinions on a worth-it question about televisions. I've got one of the last Panasonic plasma TV models they made before that particular tech flavor went out of style. It's great, as you'd expect. Great color, sharp details, awesome black levels that work well with things like my favorite movie, Alien, or playing Dead by Daylight. It also does a nice job of helping keep the living room warm this time of year. Anyway, as you also know, that TV is also fairly long in the tooth as far as these things go. My real question, especially during this time of ever-falling prices... How big an upgrade would a solid 4K TV be from that old 1080p plasma? I know it's not nearly as big a jump as a standard def to HD was, but I also know that you guys will not infrequently comment on how awesome, beautiful, gorgeous, etc. certain things are on a 4K screen. So I'm asking just how big a difference you think it makes, and whether any of you think you might have been just as happy keeping your old TV until, I don't know, 8K becomes affordable, or something of the like. Ideally, I'd be looking for a good projector, but my house doesn't really have a room that's well-suited enough to make it worthwhile a worthwhile investment. Given how much I like my plasma's qualities, I'd probably be eyeballing an OLED TV, but again, I'm on the fence about this. No pressure, guys. Appreciate your thoughts. Appreciate your weekly, and more, efforts. 
have even gotten my girlfriend watching the 30 and 30 days recaps, and she hates horror movies, etc., etc., etc. You SJW snowflakes make life go by more enjoyably, and I bid a happy festivals to you all. Crash, slays, and burn, frankincense. Alan, sent from inside the house. <laughs> I tried a different style of reading. Hmm. Hopefully, uh, you're still awake. Well, Chuck also does 31 and 31, not 30 and 30. Maybe he's not, he's not, he's not ESPN. He, he wrote 30 and 30 days, and I knew that was. It, I do that. I, I also do that ESPN show. So, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. it's maybe that's what they meant. So, uh, televisions, you guys. Um, Look, here's the thing. I have opinions. No. If there's nothing wrong with your current television, researching anything right now is silly. It just, I mean, you can maybe have one like a short list in case your television blows up like mine did recently. That's what I would do. But to like zero in on a technology or a brand or something right now is don't do that. Yeah, I, mean, I would go ahead. I would say if you're looking to upgrade your TV start saving for like like the OLED you know like you you want an OLED you probably want to go bigger than what you've got right now mm -hmm. so start putting your money aside and and look in the direction of the things that are available now but like a plasma TV is good and it does you know save on heating bills in the winter if you're watching it um, by costing you way more money <laughs> electricity probably <laughs> but they look great. I mean, 4K. So here's my my opinion on the upgrade from uh, from 1080 to 4K. I wouldn't go just. I wouldn't bother if you're just going to go to something that's 4K. You also need to get a TV that does the HDR because yep. that is where the magic really happens. Yeah, to it's me. it's not in the resolution. It's it's 100 in the color palette. Yeah. So. I mean, I can speak to this directly because I went. You have from, the biggest and baddest. Well, I, well, I went also. from plasma to yeah. LCD or LED, I guess, to OLED. Mm -hmm. And oh, so, yours is an OLED. Yeah, this okay. this is now. Um, and it's I will a say, TV, apps of fucking lutely do not go with a non OLED if you're coming from plasma. You will you will hate your life. The yeah. black levels will. I mean, even on a quantum dot or any of those other things, you are not going to be happy. I don't care if it has a hundred eighty seven thousand dimming points. It's you're still going to see those try to click on and off mm -hmm. in, in in areas, and it's going to look bad. Mm -hmm. um, OLED, you're not going to get that, but you're going to pay for it. You know, <laughs> it's just they're not cheap. Um, the other thing to be very cautious about that I learned is the unfortunate thing about HDR, and maybe HDR 10 is not as bad. Dolby Vision can literally get patched out of your TV. They yeah. they 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 have revisions like HDMI to it that like. At a certain point, like I, my my previous to this OLED TV had Dolby Vision when I bought it. Xbox recognized it. I could play content. I could play, you know, discs, whatever. Get Dolby Vision out of it. Mm -hmm. Then one day, it was never very good at it because I mean, again, <laughs> I'm I'm coming from Plasma World and like the levels on that TV were just impossible to get black levels right. Mm -hmm. Every every dark scene would just look blown out and weird. Um, but then one day it was just like, no, your Dolby Vision is no now no longer a supported thing by any device I plugged into it. It was just like the Apple TV, the Xbox, anything that was could do these things was just like Dolby Vision. Was that an nah. update on your TV yes. or yeah? Okay, well a little bit of both. I mean, it's like yeah, it could have been. The, it, well, it could have been the playing device too. It could have just been like 
you, we know we, we now require Dolby Vision 3.2 or whatever the fuck number is behind the yeah, scenes fair. and like you know your TV doesn't do it so guess what it doesn't have this feature anymore well I am going to patch a recommendation onto mm-hmm. onto that which is if you have a television which has internet connectivity turn that shit off turn it off yep turn it the fuck off because you do not need it and all smart TV features are bad I mean, that's not really true anymore, but <laughs> well, now that they all got caught spying on us, then yeah, but no, no, I mean, like I'm, I'm saying that the, the, the built in app experience is no now no longer garbage. OK, yeah, I I mean, they finally put in a fast enough processor memory, all that. that oh, it's like they, it's in... it's the same as like a set top box just it, within your television. Question, is that your experience with your TV or within with most new Several TVs? TVs. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like okay. I mean, like Samsung. I just wanted to know your sample size because yeah. I still have yet to interact with a smart tv that's any fucking good at all so. i mean i i have a i have a cheaper 4k tv that's one of those like tcl so it has the built-in roku that is just like having a roku built into your tv i mean it is, I it is absolutely no different than the roku stick experience or any other device i got you. it is just if you don't like roku you're stuck with it because it's it's the whole menu for the television and everything right and it's it's a little annoying the, the LG, the primary TV I have, has that weird WebOS thing, which was kind of garbage on the old TV because they didn't put a fast enough processor in there to run it. Like, you mm-hmm. would open up an app, and, like, 30 minutes later, you might have, like, oh, we've run out of memory kind of error and crash the crash the app. Yeah. I've not had that. I've, I've done a fuckload of YouTube and things on okay. it. Especially YouTube because because Google's Google and they change shit on a weekly basis, the set-top boxes nine times out of ten can't keep up with whatever YouTube's decided it needs for 4K this week. Like, yeah. you know, like they, they can't update them fast enough because YouTube's like, ah, we're using this Kodak, it's H267 now. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? what? Like, what? What? Oh. what? What was 266? Most yeah. of our, I, I like to think a lot of our listeners have devices of some sort that they use instead, and sure. those are yeah, they're generally better. Yes, gonna be a lot better. Like, but I'm, I'm saying, don't don't sleep on the the built-in stuff now. I mean, if you're worried about it getting patched out of existence, yeah, okay, maybe that's that's a concern. I I feel like I feel like the problem with my my previous television is that it was in it was in that early beta run of the 4K sets. Like, it was like uh, it's not really ready for prime time. We've we've settled on some standards. I feel like my TV going forward, you know, knock on wood, whatever, it's. I think it's going to be fine for the foreseeable future, you know, a, cause it's a, it's a, it's, I started at a higher tier TV, you know? So it's like, yeah, you did buy a nice. TV. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's sort of like, it, 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 all right. If tomorrow is like, like, you know, they went around to like all the toy to Yaris's and like said, Hey, you know what? You're, you've got a piece of shit car. We've taken out, you know, Android auto, you know, car play, fucking suck a dick you know there's like they're not going to feel as bad about doing that as they if they did that to like the fucking like mercedes you know amg class like because those people right. would be like hey <laughs> like i i just yeah. spent one hundred twenty fucking thousand dollars on my car you can't take a feature away yeah. like you know they're gonna say suck a dick to the people that you know bought a ten thousand dollar car right you know it, my point is yes. i'm not trying to because the rs owners are <laughs> angrily filling out a postcard like right. excuse me <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now where do I mail this? <laughs> yeah, so I'm just I'm, I'm I'm just saying that like by starting at a higher tier TV, it is it is less likely that they're going to patch something out of it, but it is still a potential. Um, but like the voice capabilities and things like that are built into some of these TVs are pretty fucking cool, especially mm-hmm. like the, the Samsung ones have Google Assistant built in, so it's super snappy and fast. Um, it's Samsung TVs like you can literally download an Apple TV onto the television, like it is its own full fledged eco- ecosystem on the TV. I think I think Vizios might have that now too. 
perhaps yeah but anyway it's like the smart tv experience has gone a long ways i do not like yelling at devices period um this is well documented but so i would not like i would not like that okay boomer it's just not oh. a, it's it's just not an experience that I enjoy. I, yeah. Like I've I've tried the whole like yelling at my phone thing, and I for a while walked into your house and yelled at your house to turn the lights on when you weren't here, and um, like half the time whenever we try to search movies with the voice app thing on the Apple TV, oh, it, I'm, I'm also using it, Siri. That your mileage yeah, may that fucking vary. Doesn't there. fucking work. <laughs> um, and also it's like kind of a. I just realized I'm real. I have a real dumb opinion about the listening in your house all the time because my phone's listening in my house all the time too. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, just give in, give in to Big Brother, uh, let it happen. I also don't like. I don't feel like it responds fast enough. Any of it mm-hmm. yet. Like I want the computer turn on my lights and they just fucking go. And none of that shit works fast enough for me. Anyhow, that's just yeah. me being cranky about that. Um, but yeah. Yeah, save up and and look. But yeah, and like get said, an OLED. Yeah, do not go anything less than an OLED if you're coming from plasma. That's my that's yeah. my pro tip. That's the bottom line. Chuck, you have any TV opinions? No, I just that my one right at the top was just if your yeah. TV's fine right now, don't worry about yeah. it. Yeah, I, I mean plasma plasmas are awesome. It is an awesome tech. I mean, but, you can't you can't <clears throat> beat the ref- refresh rate on those, no matter what what you get. I mean, by all means, start putting money towards a category of TV that you're interested in, and you might find that by the time you actually do upgrade, it is cheaper than what you've put away for it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, know your goal. Yeah. Like, if yeah, you have a fucking go- know your goal. <laughs> know your goal and shut, <laughs> shut your, your mouth. mouth. Um, um, if you oh god, if you have a goal for like this is the the kind of TV I want right now, just put set that goal and save towards it but don't get rid of your yeah i one last thing and it's it's it, this is lg tv specific because i I've, i'm sure other manufacturers do this but i feel like this one's particularly kind of shitty and egregious the the main thing that you need to realize when you're when you're looking at those is what they will do i i don't remember the the numbers per se but let's just for sake of example let's say there's like a a four series and a five series and you're maybe going like, okay, well, why is the four series like five thousand or five hundred dollars less than the other one? Mm-hmm. That's because every year what they do is they take last year's model TV and then turn it into the next series down. So if you buy a 2019 four series, you're actually really getting a 2018. What was the top of the line in 2018? Not necessarily a bad thing. I'm just warning you that oh, like, okay. like if it's it's sort of like the it's sort of like the Nvidia graphics card thing where it's like. If you're going up to the next generation, you know, you can move one level down and still be higher than it's it's it, there's like a weird math thing of like buying graphics cards because it's like they go up this much by the generation and then the second number is like it's, you know, hierarchy tier of how quality is and it's like if you go up a generation you can go down a, t- a, a second number and still be better than where you were, you know, or something like that. It's So you can go from a like from a nine seventy, from like, a nine eighty to yeah. a ten seventy, yeah. and you're still, you're still doing better yeah. than yeah, yeah. So it's, it's like it's dumb like that, but anyway, techy nerdy shit. I, I, I just I, I just ten sixty to a nine seventy, and you're still better off. Something like that. Well, yeah, there's some it. there's some way that that has to work that makes it sound mm-hmm. right. I don't know. Fuck it. Anyway, yeah. buy a TV or not, we don't <laughs> give a shit. Happy fucking holidays. Yeah. Like I said, it's a, just just remember it's not the resolution; it's the 
it's the new color palette, that's where you're going to be like, oh, damn. Like, yeah. that's it's the HDR stuff. You're going to get a 4K TV, whatever fucking new TV you buy. So get the mm-hmm. good HDRs. Yeah. I mean, if you're you buying an OLED, OLED, you can't even buy non-HDR TVs. <laughs> yeah. Get an OLED. Hold your phone three inches in front of your face if you want a big TV or whatever. Yeah, you probably yeah. have a really nice screen on your phone. Yeah. Just purchase to like, you know, if you have an OLED or, you know, faster refresh rate yeah. phone, like just stick it in front of your face and see how, how it feels. <laughs> I mean, you could just like the resolutions of the phones nowadays. You don't yeah. even need a TV. You just like say Martin Scorsese's name three times. Hang your phone in front of your face and, uh, and you can't watch, watch a movie. You can't watch Marvel movies. Yeah. I'm due for a TV replacement, so this has been a good refresher for me. Um, I don't need to replace my TV, but it is a seven-year-old 1080p Vizio, which, you know, mm-hmm. I'm surprised it's hung on. It's got a pixel that's got like four pixels over on the left-hand side that are trying to give up. But that awesome. motherfucking TV, that TV was like $400, and I did not deserve it at the time. Um, but it's fucking hung on. I don't know how, I guess it's all that money that Vizio made from stealing my information that mm. they were able to put out a decent TV for I cheap. still have my first HD TV. Still works to this day. Like your first flat panel? Yep. Wow. Like is it a CRT flat panel? No. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, that flat panel, not flat screen. Right. You, I had a flat screen HD TV that was 165 pounds. Mm-hmm. It's an Olivia. Olivia. See, I don't think I ever. I don't think I ever had a flat screen CRT like that was like widescreen. I think I jumped right to like one of the rear projection ones. Hmm. Was my was the Wega widescreen? Some of the late ones were. Yeah, I think my. I think yeah, because I remember watching stuff that had uh, side boxes on mm-hmm. it. Yeah, that motherfucker. Oh, and last last pro tip. Learn day one how to turn your motion smoothing or whatever they call on your TV off. Oh, yeah. Such a Figure out how to do it on every television. That should be the default setting, but fight that battle later. Also, hey, you're going over to your family's house for Christmas. Mm-hmm. It's coming up, right? It's mm-hmm. Friday. Christmas is in a few days. So just when you get to your family's house, be like, hey, where's the TV remote? <laughs> turn off motion smoothing for your family. Mm-hmm. You're doing them. And us a favor. Mm-hmm. Yep. Except for sports. Yeah. I like motion smoothing on it. Sports. Mm. Looks good. Yeah. yeah. Have, you know, turn off interpolation on your interpersonal relationships. <laughs> interpersonal. Yes. <laughs> on your interpol relations. <laughs> the internet is telling you to de-interpolate your interpersonal relationships. Yes. I'm I very, made it through. Yeah. I made it through that entire thing. I'm the very the model of a modern major general. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. All right, so uh, I think that's going to wrap it up for this uh, big this, old thick-ass back half. This long and winding half. Yeah. 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 Hey, we, man, we've been catching up on some mostly 2019 movies. It's, you know, it's year in. That's what you got to do. Got you're in. It's, it's maybe you're not. It's maybe decade end or not. I don't know. Depends on. Technically, it is not decade end. I know this. Still. Yeah. But. This next decade, whenever it actually happens, I'm, I'm going to try to be less pedantic. <laughs> technically correct the yeah. best kind of correct uh yeah so that's um that's gonna wrap it up bmfcast.com is the website um bmf at bmfcast.com is the email address we are on twitter and uh we kind of ignore facebook in general but uh 
find us. We got a Discord, bmfcast.com. Button's on the right-hand side. Uh, we have a Patreon. That's the most important thing. Um, except for your family this Christmas is to remember uh, the gifts that we give you in podcasting and the gifts you should give us in return, which is money. Uh by joining our Patreon. <laughs> Just a, a dollar a month gets you extra content, and as you go up in dollars, so do you go up in content. Uh, <laughs> receive the gift of our dulcet tones in your ears by giving us a gift at patreon.com slash bmfcast. <laughs> yep. All right, let's get out of here, shall we? Yeah. I'm Harlow. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And for the absent Mackie, this is BMFcast out.